Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the reskin Beloved that showed up in a Bungie TWAB, causing some controversy. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, maybe you're watching the past broadcast on YouTube, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. That'll bring you right to the YouTube channel. You can hit subscribe, the bell button. Those are free things to do. If you want to support me directly, you can click join. Also, if you're looking for the Q&A and VIP calling sessions, we're using links below in the description to take you to the timestamps. Unfortunately, that's a lot better for my channel now that I'm live streaming. I I can't keep uploading videos that perform poorly. Uh, that's actually bad for the channel and I hate to do that to some of you because I know it was easier the other way but that's how we have to do it so the reskin beloved showed up uh, in the bungee twab it's been memed it's been mocked people are aggravated they're throwing scarves on other weapons and saying here is you know here is the 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 hilltop or whatever they called the one the mountaintop uh so i'm gonna just walk through what do they say what you know what do they announce here because they you know they're they're calling it something different now i'm gonna then talk about like what's the problem like what's going on here and then i'm gonna end by talking about why i'm not concerned yet like dot 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 yet like i'm not concerned yet we aren't really in the actual marketing of beyond light yet and so i'm not super concerned and i'll explain that more so what do they announce so right here they said Year four, we'll see the return of pursuit weapons. I don't. They're confusing. I think the community here by saying the return of pursuit weapons. They were never called pursuit weapons. They were called pinnacle weapons. The the idea of a pursuit weapon is actually brand new. Uh, they said you know, and then for those of you that just joined the community, they said you know these weapons have static perks, uh, but allow for some customization. The final two perk columns have multiple perks to choose from, so you can tailor your weapon to your desired playstyle. Our eagle-eyed guardians may recognize this beauty from the recent Stasis trailer. So this showed up in the Stasis trailer. Everybody was pretty ticked off because if you looked closely, you could see that it was the beloved. Then we get leaks from Wish You Luck saying it's called the Adored. And then Dylan confirms that it's called the Adored. One of the community managers confirms it's called the Adored. And, you know, it's not the Beloved, but uh, it is if you look at it. Uh, Apparently, also, it's been rumored to have bad perks for PvP. We don't know what those perks are. Uh, So they go down here. And they say, our goal is to have a pursuit weapon available per season, earned through a focus quest. Banshee will give you a choice between Strikes, Crucible, or Gambit to earn the base model. Make sure you take a moment to think about how uh, you want to earn the weapon as you'll be locked into specific objectives for whichever activity you pick. So make sure you don't pick PvP if you're not wanting to play PvP to get it. Now, something we need to make a note of here, okay... They don't really give the philosophy that we've had before about pinnacle weapons, about unique standout weapons. They're not calling them that. Uh, They're calling it, it's just a weapon that has static perks and it allows for customization. So both this paragraph and this paragraph down here doesn't give me the indication that we should be expecting these weapons to be amazing and stand out, which is likely maybe one of the reasons they reused a model. Uh, the most encouraging part of the update is that once you finish the main quest, Zavala Shacks and Drifter will have an additional quest to reward weapon ornaments for their respective activities. Now, I hope this is not the only place they do this. I love the idea of pursuing ornamentation. I really hope we see that in raids and trials. I think those are great environments for that level of extra, you know, special stuff, kind of how we had the black adept weapons in Destiny 1 uh, compared to the non-adept. Similar idea here. You know, you can go a little bit further, and the ornaments, I think, look pretty nice. So, that's essentially what they announced. So, what's the problem? All right. I 
I don't know if this was the best choice. I'm going to say right now, I think there's a reason they chose the Beloved. And I know people are going to be like, why are you defending this? You're being a bungee apologist. Well, just hang on a minute because I'm not I'm not done with the video yet. All right. Restoking the fires against sunsetting and having a, a blatantly reused, uh, you know, reskinned weapon uh, right on the cusp or like getting the center stage of attention for your $40 with the season $50 uh, expansion that's supposed to be a significant turning point for the franchise. This just doesn't bode that well. It's like, now wait just a minute. What on earth? The reason that I'm like, I don't really care is because number one, we haven't heard enough about Beyond Light. And number two, I have to think Bungie chose this model for a reason. Callus is leaving. This may be some form of a Callus send-off. We're getting the quest from Banshee. There could be some lore or some things about it that this is like a parting gift that he sent us. You know, he, he took a weapon that we liked and then, you know, we... Uh, we upped it a little bit. Um, somebody's suggesting it'll have a long-range scope based on the eagle eye comment. I mean, again, yeah, that we, we could speculate that. So, I'm of the opinion that there's a reason they're using the Beloved, and that may not satisfy people, but I, I have a hard time thinking that Bungie would put this out front and center this soon. We have a 40 to $50 expansion at the center, you know, of all of our attention right now. The question is, what exactly we're we getting in Beyond Light? And we, we don't know enough right now. So I will say, this feels a bit tone deaf. It does. It feels a bit tone deaf. One of the primary concerns with sunsetting was they're just going to sell us our gear back. They're just going to take gear away and then give it back to us. And the Beloved is obviously a cherished sniper, uh, a cherished sniper for people who play lots of Crucible. And to have it land immediately back in the game... And you know you're you're changing the name of it and putting a scarf on it. It's it's kind of deserving of the memes and the mockery that they're getting. It's like, are you guys not paying attention? Are you not reading the forums? Uh, I'm of the opinion that they very easily could have just used a different model, which is why I think there has to be a reason that they did this. They did this because there was there's a, there's something behind it more than just oh they're lazy um because there are so many models in the game they could have reused or repurposed there's a lot of blue snipers that most people wouldn't even recognize and even if they did they would clearly see oh it's been updated and ornamented it's it, it's a different weapon i think using the beloved you know maybe they should have said you might recognize this you know more will be made clear upon the gun's arrival you know uh and you'll 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 hear from callus or something if that is in fact some of the reasoning if there is literally no lore no story no callus anything attached to this i just it again feels a little tone deaf given the 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 fire and the anger about sunsetting and reissues and reskins like I don't know if you've been paying attention to this season and the gnawing hunger and the frustration and the anger that that ensued this seems like a bit of a a, a strange choice given the way that they uh, they're 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 trying to convince us that sunsetting is a good thing I mean I, they're not convincing me I like sunsetting so lastly why am I not concerned dot 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 yet like why am I not concerned yet. I think this and the armor feel low priority. And I we're going to do another video about the armor because people are upset about that as well as well. My thought process on it is very very simple. 
everybody gets it you're gonna get this armor easy peasy from just you know rolling over your your faction your vanguard or, or crucible or drifter just by playing and then everybody can get the sniper just by playing i think these have been have been lowered in priority this is sort of like tower loot it's basic it's generic they didn't even say that pursuit weapons are meant to be standout best in class weaponry they simply said it's a weapon that you can get every season with static rolls so they're not even describing it the way they used to describe pinnacles so there's been a bit of shift in priority you just have to kind of read between the lines here and see that this is not meant to be front and center you know hotly pursued loot we haven't really heard or seen anything about beyond light aside from stasis which what we've heard about stasis i think has been the most encouraging of the news that we've heard and we've also know that we've got europa activities on europa two new strikes but that's it that's all very very generic i happen to think they're going to have to justify the price point change instead of getting a season bundled like forsaken came with season of the outlaw we don't even know what was season of the outlaw and what wasn't but it just it came with everything for the 40 shadow keep for the 35 just came with season of the undying and now we're having to pay for beyond light 40 and then 10 dollars more for the season i there's gonna have to be more than just like what we're seeing we've seen five weapons we've seen an armor set then we've seen the vendor armor set and a pursuit weapon and that's it my theory at this moment in time is that bungie knew these things would not be popular they knew that waiting two years to get shared geometry armor updates would not be a super popular decision they knew that reusing an existing gun model would not be super popular people didn't like when they took pinnacles out of the game and they're coming back as pursuits and when they come back it's a sniper that we you know people are like we've already had that before They've packaged this stuff in with updates about Crucible, about Strikes, about Gambit. This is an informational uh, TWAB. This is this is a bland TWAB. This is it's it's packed with goods. I mean, we already did the video about the Gambit changes that we think are are promising. But again, I don't think they intended the sniper or the or the armor the vendor armor i don't think they intend that to generate hype it's basic it's low priority and that's why it got shoved into an informational twab that is more basic and not exciting i kind of said listen for the month of september we're likely only going to get housekeeping updates we're probably going to hear about some more things in the coming weeks that'll be more basic and informational the actual hype and marketing won't start until october and i think they wanted to get this out of the way they knew it probably wasn't going to be a super popular decision and that's my theory that's not me defending it again i think it's a little tone deaf in light of all the criticism that they've gotten about reskins and reissues so maybe they made this decision a while ago thought it would be a good way to have a callous send-off and now they're kind of stuck because sunsetting came behind and get, got everybody angry about reissues and reskins undercutting a gun that we may have never really cared we thought oh that's neat it's a newer version it's sun it, it's if sunsetting wasn't a thing then we might not be having this conversation so as always, we're going to transition to Q&A and VIP. If you want to catch the Q&A and VIP, there's links below to the timestamps uh, on this 10-minute video. As always, if you're listening or watching in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe. 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the reskinned beloved. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, maybe Google Play, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. It'll bring you right to the YouTube channel. Uh, one of the easiest things you can do on the YouTube channel is click subscribe and the bell button. That's totally free. If you want to be a paying member to submit questions or a VIP to do call-ins, click the join button and pick between those tiers. We are continuing to put Q&A in the call-in sessions only in the past broadcast broadcast just to clean the channel up a little bit i know some of you guys don't like the new format but it was really hurting my channel uh uploading those videos and they weren't getting any interaction because a lot of people are here watching the live stream or they just watch the vod later so we're using timestamps and links i know that's that's not as favorable for some of you but that's the way uh that we're doing it uh first question comes in from necro I understand why we would chase ornaments instead of chasing the gun four different times. My question would be, why Bungie doesn't make snipers more unique in terms of mechanics? We've said earlier that we know that it shoots bullets, but what would make one sniper special over another? I mean, they could add something to snipers that's not presently there, which could be you know, a crit multiplier of some type. Maybe it can see different critical spots. I actually argued that it would be pretty cool. Um, it, it'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool if you did armored champions and then a sniper with an armored champion mod could see critical spots in the armor to shoot and take the armor off effectively. Now, obviously, you would need a decent amount of these guys showing up because if not, no one's going to want to carry a sniper for one armored champion in a strike, you see? So this again goes back to my add layers to the combat commentary that I've been making a lot lately, and that is if you empower us to mitigate pain, then more pain is allowable. Do you see? So if you add char- you know armored champions but you give me opportunities to say, okay, fusion rifles can take off the armor too, but you got to do, you know, it, it does it in a different way. It's more of a melting. So you, you know, you get three uh, three fusion rifle shots on the armor and it creates a melting effect and it pops off. Same thing with the shotgun. But a sniper, you could be like, well, snipers are good in their own right, If you, especially if you're in harder content and you want to sit a little bit further back. They can then see the crit spots on the uh, on the armor and shoot those crit spots to take the armor off. That gives purpose to those three weapons against champions. That gives snipers some functionality in that, uh, in that combat structure. In general, the combat in Destiny can't evolve if you just keep raising the difficulty or just putting more ads in the area because we're still going to hunt for the same sort of pain mitigation. We're going to look for shotguns. We're going to look for hand cannons. We're going to look for stuff that just handles ads the most efficient way. When you add layers to the combat and those layers show up in a variety of ways, well, then it's up to you. Which do you want to use for the armored champions? Which do you want to use for, you know, whatever? I, I would say if if you don't do it that way, I think combat's always going to feel samey and kind of flattened out. And snipers are hard to justify using for a handful of reasons in PvE. Unless, of course, you're in the end game and you want to keep that distance because you're just getting melted. Outside of that, I mean, snipers can miss. And their ammo economy is kind of low, so if you miss a couple of shots, you know it, it's 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 not going to be you know good for your DPS. You're never going to use it on a trash ad, 
And if you use it on a major, again, a lot of the times it just feels more efficient to just barrel stuff the major with a shotgun or even a fusion feels pretty good sometimes for, you know, when you're, you're you know, really, really close to them. I just, I, a precision weapon in a lot of the combat environments that we're in, they just don't feel like they have a whole lot of legs. Scouts are in a similar boat, and I don't think you can change that. You can't change the lay of the land. You can't change the flow of the combat dramatically. If you change it dramatically to suddenly make people favor scouts and snipers, it's going to feel forced. Like, well, clearly this is meant for scouts and snipers. Everything's a mile away from us, right? Kind of like how Reckoning felt like, well, they built this for Well of Radiance, Orpheus Riggs Tether, and Skull, you know, Broken broken Skull Nova. You know, Reckoning was made for a particular build. And then it ended up hurting the content. So if you make content that favors snipers and scouts, that's that's not evolving or deepening the combat. You're just creating, like, an environment where you say, well, yeah, sure, this works here. I'll give an example. The Scourge of the Boss, uh, Scourge of the Past boss fight. I run scouts and snipers in there sometimes because I run sniper management on the rooftops. I mean, that's a very, very specific environment. I'm not running that build almost anywhere else. Why? Well, I'm never in an environment like that. So the environment has to be so specifically crafted to get that result. And think about it. The guy reading the map and the guys going berserker busting to get the you know the berserkers and the tanks and stuff, they're not going to run snipers unless one of them helps you know relieve sniper guy, you know, if they swap spaces. Outside of that, and that is a very very that almost feels like a Call of Duty map, you know, the way it's laid out and the way that the fight goes. So, yeah, scourge of the boss. Um So, I I don't know. I I think that I think that if you're if you're going to uh, try to give snipers more play in PVE, it has to be done at a mechanical level because you can't change the combat enough to make them likable. Unless, unless you use, um, unless unless you just buff them in an absurd way, but then that just runs the risk of of power creep. They're they're suddenly miniature power weapons or something. Um, I you know it just depends it really just depends on what Bungie's goal is if they're going to continue to say that some weapons fall off the end game table snipers and sidearms just because they don't feel worth it they don't feel strong enough whatever uh, they may just say yeah those are more crafted for PvP they may continue to say the same thing about some of the subclasses some supers just are made for PvP, you know? I mean, Blade Dancer in Destiny 1 was certainly not showing up in PvE as often as Tether. Like, as soon as Taken King showed up, Hunter PvE subclass selection probably became very, very predictable. Um, unless, of course, you were on, like, Celestial or something. And Celestial was less popular back then than I think it was now. I mean, Celestial's, I feel like Celestial's more popular now uh, for boss bakes than it was in Destiny 1. Maybe I'm wrong, but they may be happy with that. They may say, no, that's totally fine. That's totally fine to have some of those trends and some of those uh, some of those themes. Um, so. Darksider. Do you think three ornaments, they are more like a shader than an ornament? Well, I don't agree with that. Uh, is worth whatever grind Bungie assigns them. As personally, they don't seem worth it or they don't feel like the activity as opposed to they come from. I mean, I don't agree with it just being a shader. I mean, I, I guess 
it doesn't change in geometry or size, but the you know the the scarf is the big change. Obviously, yes, the color of the the color of the gun changes, but I think sometimes an ornament's literally going to be that. It's just going to be actual ornamentation as opposed to the entire geometry of the gun changing. Now, in line with what you're saying, I mean, that's kind of what I was saying earlier today. I don't think this weapon is meant to be some standout weapon. It's it's a participation trophy, and so they're treating the customization and the ornamentation in the same, same way. My hope would be is that they take this philosophy and they put it into uh, trials and raids so that we can go and do the same idea, like play more, do a secondary quest, do a, do a whatever, and then we can ornament the guns. So, you know, if, if, oh, if it's just a shader and a texture on the scarf, sure, whatever, like, whatever you want to call this, if we don't think that's good enough ornamentation, I think that that's probably in line with everything else we've been saying. It is a, um, it is, it is a, it is a basic weapon. And listen, if this is basically, we were arguing earlier that this is basically just a ritual weapon. Okay. Well, if that's true, and I was arguing that it's a new type of weapon. It's like, no, I mean, it's it, in essence, it's ritual, but it's only one instead of three. You can get it anywhere, and they added ornamentation. But if you look at ritual weapons up to now, our expectation should be this isn't going to be a standout weapon. The Python, the Komodo, the, the, the Buzzard, none of these weapons were blowing our minds because as soon as they switched from the Pinnacle system with Recluse, Mountaintop, Loaded Question, Delirium, the Breakneck, as soon as they left that era behind the ritual weapons became very, very basic. Uh, and that's why I continue to tell people, like, we're, we, we're making a... We, we're potentially making a mountain out of a molehill because this is not meant to be a standout weapon. I got a little... I got a little rant... went on a little rant earlier, and I said, a lot of the people that are angry about this weapon are hardcore players. These are the same players that have argued for weapon hierarchy, Okay. If you're going to have weapon hierarchy, then you're going to have basic stuff like this in the tower available to everybody. That's essentially what this gun is. It's a come and play, and eventually you just get the gun, right? You have to have a lower echelon. You have to. And then there'll be a clear difference between raid gear, adept trials guns. You know, if they start putting adept weapons in strikes or grandmasters or something, that, if you're a hardcore player... You shouldn't be concerned at all about this freaking vendor armor and this sniper. This isn't this isn't your pool. This isn't your world. You know? You're going you're going to the bunny slopes and you're saying they're not fast enough. And it's like, yeah, you're a more experienced skier. Why are you on the bunny slopes? This is entry. I you know, I It just makes me concerned with how lazy it looks like. Well, here's the thing. A lot of people are forgetting that pinnacle and ritual weapons up to this point, this has been their standard practice. Breakneck, they threw a scarf on it. The recluse, it was just the the death adder. The, the, you know, because the breakneck was just a, a hazard of the cast. This has been their this has been their their go to trigger pull on pinnacles and rituals. Why? Because it's just a participation trophy. It's just a guaranteed drop, and you get it one time, so they just reuse models. I don't know why they've made that choice, but that's the choice that they have made. 
My worry lies if we are just happy with such a marginal change of an ornament that Bungie will be complacent and then raid ornaments and adept gear will be similar. I mean, I hear where you're coming from, but I don't think developers have those types of conversations. Number one, do you honestly think Bungie right now is going into meetings and saying, yeah, dude, we can get away with very basic ornamentation? No! They're getting memed and mocked and made fun of for this freaking gun. They're not going to put this anywhere else. Especially, especially in raids and trials. Those guns are going to have to have some dope ornamentation of some kind, or or at the very least really really good strong unique perks this is one gun and they've been they've been roasted up royally for this thing i can't see them going to a meeting and being like oh man we got away with that adored let's do that some more with the raid weapons let's be lazy like again this slippery slope fear that people have that developers are going to actually sit in a meeting and be like you know what we can be lazy we got away with that one oh that's just been our goal for the longest time is to be lazy and to do less. I just, that's not a, that's not a talking point. That's not directives that companies are given. It's like when we celebrate No Man's Sky turning its game around or the potential of like, you know, Anthem turning its game around. And people are like, well, but if we do that, then developers are going to make bad games and just say, we'll fix them later. And it's like, nobody's going to do that. You forgot adding twirling their mustaches is an evil laughter. Right. Like, I kind of feel like sometimes we have this idea in our mind that if we don't keep Bungie on their toes, they're going to start playing foosball in the break room instead of making you dope ornaments. Like, yeah, just throw a scarf on it. Come on, let's go. Let's go to the break room and have some pizza. Like that, like, it's like sometimes I feel like we're worried that's their ultimate goal is to, is to avoid work. If there's one thing that we know about developers and development companies is that they do the opposite generally. They don't avoid work. They tend to overwork. So, uh, and Bungie's been one of the companies that seems to have a better philosophy about crunch and giving their giving their employees holiday breaks and stuff like that. So I I don't know. I don't. I'm not worried about that. I'm not. I'm not concerned that they're going to start shipping generic crappy ornaments because well we let them get away with it on the on the adored or whatever. Um, that's not impossible. That's happening about the laziness. I, you would need proof of that. If you're going to assert that there, that, that, that it is happening, that they are being lazy. I need proof of that. This is not proof of that. Deprioritizing something. And again, we don't know. This could be a a send off from Callus. And they thought, what better way to send off Callus than the iconic beloved frame, wrap a scarf around it, and then give it a static roll? People are like, well, my beloved just got sunset. Well, this isn't a beloved. It looks like it, yes. I feel like they probably should have just tried to distinguish it a little bit more. They should have just removed those side jewels and did something different with it. And then nobody would be, we wouldn't be talking about this. Like, we're doing an entire video and talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Because because they literally used a model that's just getting that's just about to get sunset. Um, Death Adder and Hazard of the Cast were underutilized. Beloved's the most used sniper, just a bigger spotlight. That's why we're talking about this. That's fair too. And sunsetting wasn't a thing back then. So yeah, the official name is Adored. Yes. Um. Five bucks from Herp and Derpin. It's been real. It's been fun, but I got to head out. It's been great work and lurk. Thank you so much, Herp and Derpin, for the $5 tip. Guys, uh, Agent Atwood's in chat. He, he's going to have an aneurysm if you don't roll over the likes. He's always in chat getting you guys to roll over the likes. We're at five. I'm sorry. We're at four 
489. We are at 489. We need 11 more likes. And sorry, we had a couple little frame dropping there. Just uh, just a little blippy blip, but we should be okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, um, I am hoping... I'm hoping they take this format, put it elsewhere where we can pursue ornamentation, but I'm not worried that they're going to do that. I'm not saying that it's happening. I'm just saying it's not impossible that that's the case. I think it is the least likely, it is the least likely reason that you get something that's either bad or not that great, that they're kicking back and being lazy. I think of all the possible explanations that has to be the least likely a company this size this long into the franchise's length breaks from Activision and wants to own the game and make the game they've always wanted to make I think it's incredibly unlikely to be like you know what we went through all this it was kind of scary and now that we're on the other end of it let's just kick back I just think that's the least likely result at all I I, I don't I, I just don't think so MG Avenger. With the amount of content we have been uh, shown so far, I've been getting a feeling that this is more of a Shadowkeep-sized DLC with Stasis being the only big addition. Do you have doubts that expansion will be as large as we've hoped for, or are you expecting that we're waiting for more announcements to come? I don't think we know... We know virtually nothing about Beyond Light outside of Stasis and Europa. That's all we know. And because they talked about strike retirement, we learned that there is one Europa strike and one DCV strike, right? So that's it. And the information about strikes was not like a marketing thing. That was a part of a blog that was like telling us what was happening with strikes, okay? I don't think we know enough. I feel like I know nothing about Beyond Light. Now, add on top of this that they're changing the pricing structure for Beyond Light. They're completely changing it. It's it's 40 for the DLC and 10 for the season. They didn't do that in Forsaken. There was no season that was broken off. You went from Forsaken to Season of the Forge. Forsaken was Season of the Outlaw, but they never indicated what was Season of the Outlaw. It was just all together for 40. And then you waited three months for Season of the Forge, which was a purchasable uh, season. Well, you had to buy the season pass back then. Then with Shadowkeep, it was $35 and they threw the season in. They just threw it in. So now it's $5 more for the expansion and it doesn't include the season. So to me, they have, they have to almost out of necessity justify that price change. They have to talk about beyond light. What are we getting? What is this? And then you have to talk about what am I getting for the $10? How are you going to get consumers to buy a $40 DLC and a $10 season at the same time if you don't paint a very, very clear picture of, like, what we're getting? Two strikes, five Europa weapons, and armor, stasis, raid, dungeon, and new planet. That's what we know so far right now. Right, and I don't even think we can include the five weapons in the armor. That was in a press kit. They've not even said anything about that. That's in a, that's on a Dropbox link on the bottom of Bungie.net. Like... I don't, I don't, I don't even know we can count that. They've not come out and be like, this is what you're getting. Like that's, that's in a press kit Dropbox folder. Um, I, I don't know. Yes, we know that, but Bungie hasn't marketed that. They've not said anything about that. Uh, in any case, 
I'm just going to keep saying this, okay? I'm just going to keep saying this. We won't know anything until the middle of October. Around the middle of October is when you're going to be like, oh, I get it. Okay, I yep, this is massive. This is crazy. This is why it's more money. Like, right now we know nothing. In the grand scheme of what we typically know, once they start marketing, we know nothing. $2 from Sam. He says, tip train anyone? Thank you for the two spot. Uh... So in, in, in this situation, I feel like we're, we, we get in this situation all the time. This is the pattern with the community, and this is after a couple years of me doing this, okay? We get about a month and a half to two months into the season, and we get bored, and we get starved for information about the next season. Next season better be better. I really hope next season's more along my cup of tea, right? We did that in season, um, season of the Worthy. In Season of the Worthy, we were very, very hungry for information, and we really wanted to know what the next season was, because they said the summer would be like no other time in Destiny. Season of the Worthy kind of sucked, and people were starved for information. And, and, in the middle of that season, they started talking about sunsetting and other housekeeping measures that they would be taking. They talked about pursuit weapons, they talked about how they would be stripping Gambit down into a single mode, and blah blah blah, right? Thank you, Matt, for the $2 uh, tip. So, around that time, I remember people saying, this is so frustrating, I want to know about the next season, why won't they talk about the next season? And I always said the same thing. Bungie's pattern is as predictable as, like... It's, it's more predictable than the weather sometimes, okay? This is their pattern. Housekeeping, housekeeping, unpopular things like sunsetting, like this this twab here had, I think, unpopular things in it, a, a reskin gun and, and the vendor armor, I don't think are very popular things, right? Thank you, Sam, for another $2. Um, and they go through all that housekeeping, and then all of a sudden, that stops. They're done with, like, big, huge blocks of text and big, huge twabs that take forever to read. They finish that, and then the marketing begins. And it's all hype. There's no there's no nitty-gritty. There's no, oh, we gotta make sure and talk about strikes or gambit or the vendor armor or the sniper. No, 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 no. They get all that out of the way. They get all that out of the way, and then they always generate the hype and the marketing closer to the product's delivery. Um, they're great at hype, but then after it launches, we're disappointed. Well, I mean, I think we always hit a point of disappointment because we get, we get done. Another $2 from Brad. Thank you. We, you know, we finish. I, I thought Shadowkeep was great. I thought Shadowkeep delivered. Oh, that looks amazing. Mama. That's a really nice sandwich. Um, another $2 from Sam. Thank you. Um, I thought they marketed Shadow Keep. I was excited. I played it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. They marketed Season of Dawn. I thought Season of Dawn was good. A five spot from Oaken says, all aboard. Thank you. A five spot from Matt, all aboard. Thank you. Um, let's see the sandwich. Oh, for Pete's sakes. You guys, all this like, you always want to see my food. There, you see? The lettuce is getting a little chroma keyed with some strawberries another five spot from sam another five spot from hex thank you guys you guys are crazy um thanks mama uh so you know i i don't know to me to me the biggest disappointments i've experienced were 
I knew Drifter was going to be bad, so that one didn't feel as big of a disappointment. I watched the trailer and I was like, that season's going to suck. Another five spot from Sam. Right? I think I was the most disappointed with Season of the Worthy. Season of the Worthy was like, War Mind, the guns. I was like, oh, it's going to be centered around Rasputin. And I think that was the most disappointed I've been. Now, obviously, D2 Vanilla, the disappointment was a slow brew for me. It took me a while. Another five spot from Creature. Thank you. Hard to beat a good sandwich. Appreciate it. Like, outside of D2 Vanilla and, like, Curse of Osiris, the most disappointing time for me was Season of the Worthy. Because I thought, I love Rasputin. I love all the Warmind stuff. $5 uh, tip from Rain the Dark. Thank you. That was the most disappointing for me because I thought that season was going to be stellar. Now it ended pretty strong because we had the you know the the Almighty moment and it was a good handoff to the summer. <clears throat> Two dollars from Matt, thank you. Um, so you know I in in this in this uh, in this particular situation, I think we do this all the time. We're so starred for information. Not John with the five spot. Thank you. Let's get the train going. You guys are so generous. Thank you very, very much. All I ask is for you guys to click the subscribe button and the bell button. Uh, also, if you're using the super chat to tip, thank you. Or you can click join. We're always trying to push the membership a little bit higher to unlock emotes. Um, and we're doing watch parties every night in the Discord and VIP fight nights. We're doing Jackbox again this week. Young Crisis with a five spot. Thank you. Um... This is what I think we do. We're starved for information. And because we're starved for information, we hate every twab that comes out. A five spot from Silverback, a five spot from Sigmund, thank you. And because, a five spot from Vendetta, thank you. Because we hate those twabs, the minute they start hyping up the information, they start giving us stuff, it's almost like when you come outside and it's been you've been in a dark house and like the sun's really bright you're like wow i think we 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 feel the hype in a deeper way a two dollar uh tip from matt a five dollar tip from oscar thank you so we're starved for information so we hate when we don't get any and when we do get it i think maybe we overhype it ourselves (laughs) does that make sense sven with the five spot thank you so much it's we're we're a part of this listen we're a part of this rhythm as much as Bungie is yes they're amazing at hype a $20 tip from Sam thank you they're amazing at hype I will grant you that but we're in the same we're in the same tango with them we're in the same tango we follow their lead you know we're we're in the dance we're in the dance we don't get information we're bored we're angry we're angry we're not getting information we get a trailer and we're like oh site 14 oh and we lose our minds you know, and they were like, oh, they're just so good at hyping. And then the content's never as good. It's like, huh? Let's make Lono sick of saying five spot. Thank you for the $5, Silent. Thank you for the $5, not John. You know, so I, I'm i not blaming the community. I'm just saying you're a part of this song and dance as much as Bungie is. Don't act like you're not. <laughs> Don't act like you're not. And Bungie is the king of making you wait. A five spot from Jera. Thank you. They make you wait. They're like, nope, we're not saying anything. We're not saying anything. And even Luke Smith in a couple of interviews has said they're keeping their cards close to the chest. I think they feel that Beyond Light is like super important. I think they feel the weight of it. I feel the weight of this like, oh man, we got to get this right. We, we, we've we've got to nail this. Uh, somebody sent a tip directly to PayPal. 
Uh, thank you so much for the $5 tip directly through to PayPal. Instead of using Super Chat. Either way is fine. <clears throat> Hitman. A $5 tip from Pit Viper. Thank you. Hitman says, Lono, I get that reskins happen. But when it is simply too much, oh, when is it simply too much? When is it officially a problem? I think new content should breed new models, which we'd see some reskins going forward. This feels bad. We've already seen five brand new models for the Europa guns. And raids always have their own guns. We know Trials are get- Trials is getting brand new guns in the winter. They're getting adept weapons uh, in Beyond Light. So they're probably getting the current weapons updated to being adept. Um, a, a 99 cents from Sam. Thank you. So, you know, there's uh, there's going to be a dungeon, so it'll have its own stuff too. I'm assuming there's going to be an activity that will probably have its own loot as well. I feel like there's going to be a lot of new stuff, and I feel like we're getting hung up on one gun. We're getting hung up on one gun. There's so much more here. There's so much more. You got a pebble in your shoe and the hike is just starting, all right? Get it out of your shoe. <laughs> like you're just going to keep you, the whole way that we have to walk and wait to get this, to get to, to the launch date of this of this game of this DLC and we're we're going to just let this stuff bother us. You know? One new strike. I I said it before. I think they're moving away from putting a big focus on strikes. Why? I think they see there's more bang for their buck out of seasonal content with its own loot pool because the only way to really rejuvenate the strike playlist would be to add a ton of strikes and then what do you do every season I think they're creating a model that is easier to expand upon and add to and strikes ain't it if you think about what strikes are strikes are following a method and a means that they used in D1 and I think they're moving away from it. I think we see that in Vex Offensive Sundial, Menagerie, uh, Contact Public Event. We're seeing that they can get more information out of, I'm sorry, more, uh, not more information. They can get probably more engagement and they can update that easier than if they made four new strikes, you'd be like that's great, but once they're in the strike playlist and once I've run them once or twice what's the what the frick is the point? Instead, they're like, no, 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 no. Here's a new strike. It's part of the campaign. Yay, whatever. Europa. And they're like, boom. Here is, here is a, here is a, a you know, a, an activity, and it's got its own loot. And then you focus on that. Aren't strikes like the Destiny equivalent of a WoW dungeon? I'm not familiar enough with WoW. What I'm telling you right now is Bungie has moved away. They're shifting their philosophy about how to update content, and I don't think it strikes. I don't. Listen, I don't want, you know, nine more menageries or nine more content public events. I'm not saying it's better. I'm saying their philosophy has shifted, and I think it's a bandwidth issue. They can't put a new loot pool in the strikes every every time because the strikes have their own loot pool and it's tied to the vanguard so they can say here's a thematic loot pool attached to a thematic event go run that event and every couple of months there's something new that does that and you kind of leave behind the old you saw this this first started to happen with black armory drifter menagerie that was the year i think they shifted philosophy away from strikes 
because the forges and then reckoning and then menagerie especially when menagerie and the forges got the positive response that they got i think they started saying we should back this horse it's a winning horse it's easier to update it's easier to put loot in it's its own thing now that doesn't mean they're done with strikes entirely they said they're considering doing uh, adept weapons and strikes for season 13 that's coming so they are considering doing something to the strike playlist but that's different than adding strikes and what are they doing with the dcv they're going to rhythmically bring back strikes we'll probably get a dcv strike in the winter a dcv strike in the spring and i don't know maybe a brand new one in the summer like one strike a season or something Yes, and the seasonal content will stick around all year. That's exactly right. It's going to be a little bit different in year four. You're not going to feel like this rush to squeeze the content. Like, I'm going to get all the guns because it's going to go away. That's not going to be happening in year four. But does that justify the same price? Homie, I don't know. I, I have continued to say, with respect to price, they have to spend October making us all understand why it's more expensive. They have to. They're going to have to make a clear, this is what you get for $10. $10. This is season of whatever. Season of snow, right? We'll just call it that. This is season of snow. It's $10. Here's everything you get. Okay, cool. What do I get in Beyond Light for the 40? And man, that list has better be jam-packed or people are going to be like, this seems like Shadowkeep. Why is it more expensive? I don't understand. I'm spending five more dollars and I'm not getting the season? This is is dumb. You know, I... (sighs) bringing back strikes we played 500 times with minimal changes you haven't played them yet and I, it, it, a strike a strike becomes pretty basic after three or four runs anyway your fourth or fifth time through you know the pyramidian are you actually having you know neuron firing in your brain that's heightened and higher than if you run sepix perfected for the 501th time i don't know i feel like strikes become so mindless anyway like this is why I think they've moved away from them listen thank you uh, Papa Bear for the five dollars look at how we as a community have played strikes running past the enemies doing them as fast as we possibly can and then melting the boss and you're like hey Bungie why don't you give us more strikes so that we can barely play them like now there's two there's two sides of this street they could certainly make us like motivate us to kill everything with a point system or something a point system and a reward system so you actually want to kill all the enemies but for five years we've treated strikes like an like (laughs) like a nuisance like it's 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 inconveniencing us you know let's just run past it all it just makes people scratch their heads when they see what content's being added and taking their past releases and comparing it to them yeah but how many I mean again so look at the shift in strategy here I'm not defending it as better I'm simply saying they've shifted so let's look at Forsaken how many strikes did you get in Forsaken there was a couple there was a pretty good number in there I think what like like four maybe I think four anyway what do they put in those strikes nothing there was no real reason to run them. There was no there was no loot attached to them. The loot was like all over the place. There was no really good loot pursuit grind in Forsaken. Now the loot pursuit got really, really good in Black Armory, and then Drifter kind of fell on its face. And then the loot pursuit was really, really good in Opulence. Okay? So if you compare 
the response they got, the engagement that they got with the Forges and with Menagerie, compare that to the strikes we got in Forsaken. It makes sense why they're shifting their philosophy away from being like, we need to add like four or five strikes a year. Why? It goes into a playlist, and then you have to either completely update the entire playlist uh, pool, and then that means you got to get rid of other guns. You got to move guns out of that pool, which would probably tick people off. Yeah, they had the mind benders from the nightfall. That's true. That's true. Um, I just I I'm not saying one is better than the other. I am simply trying to diagnose the change. Okay. I think they have moved away from strikes because I think in their mind, it's easier to create a thing and you just shove it in the game. And then a couple years later or something, you just take it out. It's like a container. It's like a container. It's like a module. You just zip. Here you go. Run around in the activity. It's got its own rules, its own bosses, its own loot, its own armor. Cool year and a half later or so it gets retired they'll take it out and then they put something else in its place is that better or worse i don't know i'm simply telling you to immediately pull our guns out and be like one strike this is gonna suck you don't know that they've shifted away from that being the main content offering so we have to wait for them to market beyond light. You only found out there's one strike again because there was a twab about strikes and we looked at the list and we were like, oh, what? Shadow keep strike is dumb long. Well, I think people would put um I think people would do that. Go open the store in game. Why? Uh, I think people would do that. I think they'd be more willing to go into a really, really long strike if if they were, you know, rewarded appropriately. There's no reward. There was nothing in that new strike in Shadowkeep. So that's why I think they've just shifted their focus and said, it's just cleaner to be like, here's an activity with its own loot pool. And then you go run that activity to get that loot. And then they take that module out and they put something else in its place. If, listen, if the if if on the back end they've determined that's better for them and more efficient, we kind of have to accept that. We kind of have to accept that. It's like, well, that's what they've determined is best. I'm saying there is a rhyme and a reason for people to question this. This is on Bungie for the content that they've announced and the jump in price point. Again, this is a different time period. Um, I'm getting centipeded. There's definitely a reason to look at this and wonder... No, and, and see, Avenger, there's a difference between asking the question and people are jumping to conclusions. Those are two different things. It's fine to say, Bungie, what what are we getting in Beyond Light? Your, your strike twab, there's only one strike? What are we paying for here? What's going on? I wonder if they're actually working on my AT&T now. And maybe I don't have internet. Um, it's possible they're actually working on the lines. They were supposed to do that last week. I have my, my gaming rig on AT&T for the time being. The price to content ratio is way off. That's a statement backed by literally nothing. You know nothing about Beyond Light right now. You know about Europa and Stasis. That's it. 
to conclude that the price to content ratio is off you we don't there's what has led you to that conclusion we don't know are you talking about this clicking on that is this what you wanted me to see jay the fact that beyond lights in the in the eververse now is that is this what i'm gut feeling i mean i listen i don't I don't care about your gut feeling. That's not. I'm not discussing gut feelings right now. I'm discussing the fact that we don't know, and until they show us more, you know, you posted a screenshot in the Discord. Let's put our. Oh, the silver thing is like a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. I see it. Um. Strikes are quicker for them to put out over dungeons, I imagine. I am drawing a comparison between adding four strikes or adding an activity. Look at look at uh, look at Sundial as an example. You had a couple of different environments, mechanics, and bosses. Now, obviously, the mini bosses aren't bosses, but there were there were mini bosses. There was like the warden. Uh, uh, the Ward of Dawn guy where you bring down the laser on him and all that, right? <clears throat> and then you had the three bosses that are basically the same, and then you had Inatam show up, okay? All of the time that went into that is likely equal to, I don't know, maybe two, maybe three strikes, roughly. The size of the areas, the number of the enemies, the number of the bosses, the mechanics that they had to create... Because those mechanics were... You don't do those types of mechanics in strikes. You're not doing like summoning a Ward of Dawn. Or you do you do go grab balls and slam them and stand on plates. But at least the Ward of Dawn thing was completely new. I, I actually thought it was kind of cool. And, you know, I'm just guesstimating that... Hammer of Dawn, sorry. Hammer of Dawn from Gears of War, sorry. I'm just guesstimating that the time that went into Sundial and the size of the loot pool was roughly what would take them probably two to three strikes. And I think in their mind, it's just a cleaner transmission of value. Because when you throw stuff into the strike playlist and each of those strikes gets like one or two unique items, that's not the same as Sundial. Sundial has its own pool, its own loot, its guns. Now they should have put the armor in there too. I thought that was a mistake. Because once I got all my guns, I would have wanted to maybe go for like high stat armor or something. So, I am not, again, I am not telling you it's better. I'm simply saying that's the shift that I see. And personally, I would rather get Sundial or, and as much as I've been hard on it, I'd rather get, like, Contact Public Event than a Strike that just gets thrown into the playlist. The only way, the only way... The only way that the uh, the strikes are worth it at that point is if they do like a seasonal strike playlist where there's just a couple of strikes so you at least get to experience the new ones and then you would put a loot pool in there. And then that would always update. Like once the season's over, those strikes get get absorbed into the regular strike playlist and then the strike playlist gets, you know, a couple of new strikes. So every every six months, every year or whatever, that seasonal playlist or whatever, the, 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 the strikes move over into the main playlist and then it gets a bunch of new stuff. That'd be the only way to do it because it just ends up in a giant playlist of other strikes. <clears throat> uh, Darksider. Do you think Bungie is getting far more hate for the reskin reuse of the model? It has to do that they are no longer under Activision. People don't dismiss the reskins as just orders by Activision. 
No, I don't think this diagnosis is correct. I think it has more to do with sunsetting. I think people saw the gnawing hunger, and then Bungie's like, okay, we're taking your feedback. And then I think they're... They're... Uh, they're moving you know uh you know away from that or at least they're accepting our feedback right let's let's move let's move uh let's move away from let's move away from the these reskins these these you know let's move away from that maybe we don't know like they they got the feedback from gnawing hunger but the community's still angry about it and then the first thing we see okay if you didn't go to the press kit if you didn't go to the press kit, and a lot of people haven't gone to the press kit, the first weapon you see is a, is is a gun that's about to get sunset, and you're like, "I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You guys said you were taking back our feedback about what you did with the gnawing hunger. What's this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a different sniper. Is it though? I think that's where we are. I think we're in an area that's." They probably planned to do this a while ago. Thank you for the ten spot, Winterfell. I think they probably planned to do this a while ago because it's just like the the breakneck. It's an existing gun model and they wrap something around it. So this was probably put into the pipeline as a callous send-off, as a, you know, callous in the menagerie and all that stuff's leaving. This would be a nice send-off gift from him or something. And then all the sunsetting information comes out and it suddenly makes this thing look way worse than it actually is. That's, if you want me to break down what happened... That's what I think happened. I think this stuff gets cooked up long, long, like, well, well, well in advance. And I think the team that was working on this probably knew they were considering sunsetting. They had no idea when and how it was going to be implemented because that's not their department. And they're like, this will be cool. It'll be a nice send-off from Callus. People will really like it because they thought the breakneck was cool. They didn't really complain about that. I mean, maybe people did. I didn't see any complaints about the breakneck. And so sunsetting comes behind and it makes this thing look like, whoa, you guys just announced sunsetting and then this is coming back? That's more on Bungie than having a horrible communication between departments and toward users. I, to, to be honest, I'm a little, just a little tired of just the constant negativity from you guys. You don't work at Bungie. I don't care how good your company is. It's not bad communication to not know the future. That's not bad communication. I can't believe Bungie department didn't know the future. What a, what a, that's just horrible communication. What do you mean? If they had planned to do something cool for Callus and the Menagerie leaving, and they did this, and they followed the similar, similar rules of Pinnacles, okay? They follow the similar rules, and then Sunsetting comes behind, and it upsets everybody. Also, they didn't know how we were going to respond to Sunsetting. So the team that worked on this was supposed to know when sunsetting was coming, how it was coming, and they also needed to know what the community's response was going to be to that decision. And then they shouldn't have done this. Like, it's not horrible communication. This is just something that happens. Like, that's, again, I'm just theorizing. And if you're saying, oh, but that's horrible communication, I'm saying, well, there's no way for us to know that if there's horrible communication. $5 $5 from uh, Rogue says, I deleted my beloved for an admission I because sunsetting only for Bungie to call me stu- a stupid. What? Nobody, nobody called you a stupid fool. You're giving them too much of a pass. 
how am I giving them a pass? Was there any outrage and anger about the Komodo, the recluse, the loaded question, the breakneck, any at all? Was there any, was there any fire and anger and criticism about those weapons, about the Python? All those weapons were both pinnacle and ritual weapons that they did this with them. They've done this for years and we've never thrown a fit about it. Right? We've never thrown a fit. So they do it again and we're like, I can't believe they did this. I can't believe it. This is unbelievable. This is ridiculous. You're giving them such a pass, Lono. Huh? What are you talking about? Like, (laughs) Komodo was underwhelming. Right, like, Bungie's communication. You have to you you have to zoom out on where this is all come from, okay? Bungie's communication was we can no longer do pinnacles anymore. We will do rituals. And the rituals were, you know, not that exciting. They weren't that exciting. Everybody was like, yeah, these are pretty basic. Nobody was coming out of their skin for a python or a buzzard or a komodo. We weren't. So they've made it very clear these are not going to be weapons that just blow your hair back. So they're like, we'll do you one more. We're going to whittle it down to one weapon a season instead of three. And then we lose our minds over the fact that like, oh, it's the beloved model. Again, they, they've been doing this for a while. Whatever team was in charge of this was just like, yeah, we've, th- this is par for the course. This is how we've kind of handled the situation. And you can't argue for weapon hierarchy and then be angry that a participation trophy weapon is is probably going to be basic. It's not going to be best in class. If you're going to argue for weapon hierarchy, if you want better loot in Grandmasters, Raids, Trials Flawless, Dungeons, then this stuff of, of necessity has to be basic. It's tower loot. It's tower loot. I'll do you one better. Fast forward three months from now. This thing's insanely good. It's just stupidly strong. And you'd complain about that. Can't believe it. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Bungie puts this really strong, amazing weapon basically as a handout in the tower. And now everybody's running around using it in the crucible. Can you believe this? This is unbelievable. What a disrespect. What a disruption of balance. Uh, it... it <laughs> This gun can't be what what you guys are hoping it would be. It's it's literally they're handing it to everyone. You can get this by just playing strikes. Like that's all you have to do. You probably have to use a sniper a bunch in strikes or something. They did the same with Felwinter. That's my point. They can't win in this scenario. It's like if you want loot hierarchy, then these types of guns and this type of armor, it cannot be, it cannot be standout and best in class. As a PvE player, I don't want them putting an adept best in class standout weapon in the tower. I want it in a raid. I want it in a nightfall. I want it so like I want to go out into the world and get loot. Not go grab a quest from Banshee and be like, well, in about two weeks, I'll have the best sniper in the game. That's boring. Yeah, they did that with Felwinter, and people didn't like it. Well, people complained that it was going to break Crucible, and it really didn't. I mean, it's a good gun, but a lot of people don't use it. 
I just think of it. Think of it this way. I said when we go, when we go into year four, we're going to hear complaints from people about the fact that they don't like there are the fact that there are better weapons in the flawless chess and there are better weapons in the raid. That will be a complaint in year four. We're not even there yet, and people are upset that a basic freebie weapon is a is a reskin. It's like it's a freebie weapon. I want all their creative juices and the and the spice and the flair. I want all of that somewhere else. I, I'm totally fine if you're gonna hand me a breakneck for 40 gambit matches, or you're gonna hand me the Wendigo or whatever you're handing me for basically just playing the game. I, I don't want that to be where you put all your 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 spice and nice. I don't care about that. I want the good stuff in the in the content in the in the end game. It's about the principle we warned about reskins. I think at this point, if you're gonna get angry about reskins, you don't know what game you're playing. If you've been playing Destiny since Destiny 1 and you're still getting angry about reskins, I can't help you. They've been doing it for five years. They're not going to stop because people throw fits on Reddit. Like, it's reusing assets is just something that they do. They clearly haven't stopped. They're not like, oh, whoa, it got a little too angry on Reddit in the forums. We better never do that ever again. No, they keep doing it. They just keep on doing it and it's never bothered me because my main concern has always been perk diversity perk depth and perk power i want cool guns obviously i want them to look cool yes sorry we're getting some frame droppage it should clear up pretty quickly that's what i want i want dope guns and yes think about it like this if garden of salvation and scourge of the past had standout best in class weapons i pfft, i wouldn't have had any complaints back then i thought the i thought the scourge of the past guns looked dope they looked super dope but they didn't have anything cool on them the perks weren't cool of course every gun borrows elements from another but there are reused assets in there is just lazy crap like the adored you never draw that distinction no cuz i i don't i don't call something lazy just because i don't like it just because I don't like it, I don't call it lazy. This is the standard from Bungie. Breakneck, Recluse, Komodo, Python. All of those guns were, were reused assets. All of them. They, they all were. I, they, they've been doing this for years. I'm not going to suddenly be like, Oh, it's lazy. I can't believe this. This is a joke. This is a joke. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this expansion. What a lazy developer. I... I <laughs> They got a team of people that probably work on this and they just reuse assets to do it. It's a low standard. I who's who's enjoying the game more? Probably me. So, what's your standard doing for you other than making you get upset about stuff that ultimately in the long run doesn't matter? If we get a dope end game loot pool, adept weapons and trials, great weapons in the raid, great weapons in the dungeon, we're not going to give a crap about a reskin sniper. Like it just that doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I want a reason to go into the content, not like oh I can't believe you know they reskin something, so here we go. Like I'm I, I'm not I just can't believe this. I'm incensed. 
I'm not calling them lazy. I said the adored is lazy concept of a gun, artistically speaking. Well, then you have to say the breakneck was artistically lazy, and the recluse was artistically lazy, and the delirium, and the loaded question. Every pinnacle and ritual weapon for the last two years has followed this format. This isn't something... This isn't new! This isn't new! That's my point. Like, and, and, Bungie's made it very clear that these weapons are not going to be center stage amazing weapons. As soon as they shifted from pinnacle to ritual, they all went down in quality. They all went down in quality. And now, they're not just going down in quality, they're going down in quantity. There's only one! I, I, I just, I don't know. Like I said, it's been deprioritized. It's been deprioritized. They literally just slapped this in a twab that is, is about crucible gambit and strikes. We're marking a new time for D2. They want to convince us that year three was low bandwidth survival time. I'm expecting something to show us that this is true. No. You know, Light Leap, I'm telling you, they knew this was going to be probably get criticized after the after what happened with the gnawing hunger. I think Bungie knew this would be unpopular this would be an unpopular decision after what happened with gnawing hunger i don't think you're going to get hype or they're they're not going to attempt to convince you to get beyond light until we get to october there's no call to action here where's the call to action where oh this is so awesome be sure to order beyond light right now where is it there's no call to action nope nowhere on here this is not this is not even intended to drive you to the purchase Think about that for a second. Think about that. From a business standpoint, okay? From a business standpoint, you want conversions. You want call to actions for conversions. And Bungie knows that these twabs get lots and lots and lots of clicks. And there's no call to action to order Beyond Light on here. So you're like, this is just not convincing me to buy Beyond Light. I, it doesn't seem like they're trying to convince you to... to, 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 to by beyond light this is informational this is literally to say here's how we're updating these things here's what vendor armor is going to look like here's your pursuit weapon here's strikes crucible gambit no call to action they're not going to do that until october i said we have this conversation every single time we get bored we are so starved for information i think we just overanalyze every breadcrumb of intel we get and we're like beyond light's gonna suck and it's like man i don't feel like i know enough at all right now i am with you they gotta justify the price point they gotta sell me on why it's 40 plus 10 and so 50 if i want it with the season they got to that's got to be so clear to me i gotta clearly see what season what's expansion what's what am i getting I'm saying the decision was garbage, then every ritual and pinnacle up to now was garbage. And I don't think, I don't think you can, I mean, I guess you can say that that can be your opinion. That's fine. You can, you can have that opinion, but again, the expectation that they've set for the consumer for the last two to three years as that pinnacles became rituals went down in quality. Now they're going down in quantity. There's only one. And these weapons for the last two years have always been reused assets, reused models. I, so that, that it's been a consistent decision from them since the first time they they pulled the trigger on the idea of a pinnacle weapon with the Lunas and the Not... No, uh, the, 
the the pulse rifle, the broadsword. Ever since that weapon got put into the game, they have said these will be reused models. I don't know why they made that decision. That I wasn't there for that discussion. So we got really caught up on this. Mr. Hanbrolo, so far we haven't seen any reissues that have brought unique roles or perks nor model changes. Uh, with the first big one being a pursuit weapon that has been minorly reskinned, are you now concerned the purple won't be adequate to make up for it? But th- see, this is again a misrepresentation of the history. Right? Th- th- this is a misrepresentation. This is not the first big pursuit weapon. First of all, Again, this completely like ignores the history of the weapon types. Pinnacles were amazing. They changed them to rituals, and they were pretty boring. Like no one's going crazy for a python or a komodo or a buzzard. Those are all pretty basic weapons, and they were all reused models. So, this isn't big, and it's consistent with everything they've done up to now. $10 from Buffalo. With 11 PvP apps being removed and none being added, along with Trials of Osiris in the state that it's in, how do you think Bungie can revitalize the Crucible? I mean, I, with loot. You have to put loot in there. That's the only way. That's the only way. I'm saying it's beyond light. I want the game to feel new. All of it. Not just new activity on Europa. Can't you understand that it's something stupid like this that just kills the excitement? There's no excitement, though. There's no excitement. I've had this conversation with this community for three years. I want to know about the next season. What the frick is going on? Where is the information about Season of Arrivals? I don't care about Sunsetting. What? Sunsetting? This is going to suck. This is going to be terrible. Where's? I want trailers. I want intel. We've done this for three years. Every time. We're so starved for the information. We did it. We did it for Forsaken. You're not gonna get anything till October. It would be like my kids getting really angry that I'm not giving them a birthday present every month. It's like, it's very clear, once a year, you get birthday presents on your birthday, right? I've not done anything to give them the expectation that every month I'm gonna wrap some big box and put it in the living room. Bungie has never, ever given us the inclination that we'll have marketing and hype this far out, and yet we continue to be angry we're not getting it. It's like, just wait. (laughs) Wait! We can have this debate and discussion end of October when we know way more than we know now. I don't even know enough about the Beyond Light to defend it right now. If someone's like, Lono, defend the price point of Beyond Light, I'd be like, I can't. I don't know anything. I, I know virtually nothing about the expansion. All I know is the promising stuff, details about stasis. That's it. That's all I know. We've waited for six months. You're going to keep waiting. Either adjust your expectations or just continue to be frustrated by stuff that won't change. Bungie is never ever going to change this marketing strategy. It's been this way since Destiny 1. <laughs> it's been this way since Destiny 1. You gotta wait! And, and, people do this too. Just give us all the information up front. What is this? Come on! I want to know all of it. It's like, no. They like to, they like to trickle out the intel to hold on to the hype train to keep it going. Instead of giving you an 85-page blog, they, they trickle it out. Why don't I give the player base 
uh, something easy new by reusing the model that at least hasn't been used in two years. Again, I you weren't here for it, Light Leap. I happen to think they chose this gun for a particular reason. I think this is going to be tied to Callus leaving. So... Hitman, I gotta start moving quicker because we're at an hour. Point blank, why does Bungie do it? We know that they have the resources to create a single shiny new weapon, so why do they, does it feel like they're simply okay to do, give us given this excitement surrounding BL. I'm going to just have to start gliding over these. I've beat this dead horse already. They've done it for every ritual and pinnacle since it's been instituted as an idea and I do think this is probably related to Callus leaving. Click fire. Do you think it would have been better for Bungie to have four versions of the new sniper with perks dependent on the version you choose to pursue PvP Gambit Strikes ETC instead of doing ornaments? I mean, I feel like it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like, I hope they do this with raids, and I love the idea of getting my god roll and then chasing an ornament for it. This is a little bit different because it's static. So sure, it probably been pretty dope to do three static rolls, one you know, one particular one for each mode. That's probably good feedback. Hey, Bungie, next time you do this, um, have one for each mode. It comes ornamented for that mode, and then has perks that is in line with where you're getting it. So you could literally have perks for Gambit. Um, Increased damage against blockers or something. Um, Stuff like that. That'd be pretty cool. Because then it would be unique, and you could get all three versions if you wanted, and then you'd have three versions for those three particular game modes. That's. I actually think this is a solid idea. This is solid feedback. To make it seem less like a boring, what who cares weapon. Because people are like, the, you know, the rumor that it doesn't have good perks for PvP. Well, then PvP crowd's going to just turn their nose up to it, and it's a waste. King Keys. We understand that there is a finite number of weapon bases that Bungie can use for weapon models. How far out of the box could Bungie go in that regard to lessen the amount of reskin criticism? Well, I just think, as I said a little bit ago, if you're going to get really, really wound up and irritated about, about reskins... I just think you've got to you've got to get to a place where you get over it because they've done it for years. They're not going to stop. It's just it's part of their design process. They reuse assets. I, they, they did it with every pinnacle and ritual up to now. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's internally somewhere there's a philosophy that says in these circumstances we're going to reuse assets. I don't know what determines it, but I think. I think if they started doing it in raids, dungeons, and 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 trials, that's when people would rightly be like, "What the huh?" Like, I mean, they did it in Wrath, and no one complained. All the Wrath gun models were uh, were reskins, <laughs> and we didn't complain because they looked cool. You know, I think we're a little selective. You know, <laughs> uh, Brolo. Things like the Breakneck and the Hazard of the Cast were basically reskins that were available at the same time, but they were bringing out the Adored as a standalone and removing Beloved from the viable play to make room and give them more bandwidth. Do you think the reasoning goes against the result? I think we've overbaked the cake at this point. I just, I like, I think somewhere they decided to do this weapon and then Sunsetting came behind it and turned it into a problem. If we were walking into Beyond Light with no sunsetting, this video and conversation wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be talking about it. So I just think we're over baking the cake. It's just like I we 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 don't we don't have the gun, we don't know the perks, and it, it's it's a different name. It used the same model. I, and again, it may be related to Callus leaving. 
Because I can't see them not slapping a skin over top of this to just change what it looks like. So people are like, oh, that's really similar to the Beloved, but at least it wouldn't have the exact jewels on the side, you know? How long do you think it takes to make a brand new gun model? Oh, I don't know. I really don't, you know? What does sunsetting have to do with weapon models? It's about perks. Well, look at it from this perspective, Paul. You have to put yourself into the mindset of the PvP player who's going into power-enabled PvP on a regular basis, probably primarily Trials. And this weapon shows up a lot in Trials. If you got a god roll, even I was using it for a while because, you know, controller sniping is aimbot. (laughs) And it's great. It's great. Now, knowing that it's going to get sunset and no longer be viable in Trials... It probably sticks in their boot a little bit, sticks in their craw or whatever the term is, to see the same dadgum model dropping in Beyond Light. It's like, wait a minute. I'm going to have to grind for another sniper. Is, isn't that just the beloved right there? I, that's where it's coming from. You have to walk down the road with the person who's irritated about this. I've got a great beloved, and I don't really care, because I'm like, I don't you know, I... I don't hold on to weapons like that. I never have. Give me something new. More exciting, stronger, cooler, snazzier. Uh, I don't care if the model gets reused. Would would you complain if suddenly the Imago Loop model was in the game? I wouldn't. I don't care about that. So, I just had a fantastic sandwich for lunch. $5 is better than yours. I know it looks so good. I got to get through these questions so I can eat. Um, do you think reskin can be justified in a $50 expansion when we're getting less content compared to Forsaken? You don't know that. Seasons, I can understand it's more expensive than Forsaken. We went from three to one. This is another... See, this is why everybody just needs to slow, slow down. You just said a bunch of things that aren't even accurate. Number one, the, the expansion's not 50, it's 40. The season on top of it makes it 50. Second, you have no idea that we're getting less content compared to Forsaken. You don't know that. You don't know that. Look at what we got. What if Bungie took our feedback on the Baron fights? Those are adventures, right? What if they took our advice on that? And they do something like that on Europa. And it's loopable and replayable with unique drops. But my strikes! Okay, wait. You just, you don't... What if they did something like that? I'm just throwing out a what for. There's no way to know what you're claiming in this question. So, just... There's no reason to waste emotion on this right now. Don't get all frustrated and wound up. We've got to know more. We know practically nothing right now, and you're claiming I'm spending more money and getting less than Forsaken. What? There's no way to know that. I thought they said it wasn't as big as Forsaken. Where did they say that? They said it's smaller than Forsaken? If they said that out loud and are charging more for it, then I... I or, or I guess you could say the same amount. Because they didn't have the uh, they didn't have the seasons broken out. Where do they say it's smaller than Forsaken? Where? I've never heard them say that. I am genuinely curious where that has been stated. <laughs> that seems crazy to me. Forsaken was literally Tangled Shore Dreaming City Raid Dungeon. Like, 
I, I can't imagine it being less than that. It's got to at least be that. Destiny subreddit said it. <laughs> that, oh, oh, yeah, they're a real reliable source of information. Uh, Small King. If the reskins perform differently, example, sound rate of fire, even perks unique, will that make up for the look? Well, they're not doing that, homie. It's a good idea. This is similar to the idea a little bit ago about how you could have the gun be different according to where you get it, you know? They said that, but for Shadowkeep. Yeah, I'm fairly certain we knew going into Shadowkeep that Shadowkeep was going to be smaller than Forsaken. They're, they never, ever said that, that, that Beyond Light smaller than Forsaken. I've never seen that anywhere. It's on Game Pass. It's going to be small. Well, that you, you should rename yourself to Sherlock Holmes. You cracked it. That's it. Being on Game Pass automatically makes it small. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Five bucks from uh, Rogue says unless Bungie answers for their crimes against PVPs for Beloved I'm taking my torch and pitchfork out (laughs) Uh, I we I'm being a little spicy and I'm kind of being a little I'm kind of giving you guys some guff because I just think we all need to calm the frick down we know so little right now we know we know so little <laughs> just everyone take a breath let's please get to the end of october before we start this up we're we we got a long road ahead of us you and me and this community that hangs out here we got a long road ahead of us if this is where we're going to be for the next couple of months like we've like we need more intel <sighs> let's all take a deep breath you haven't pre-ordered yet they haven't really even asked you to pre-order yet Let's just slow down. Let's take a little pit stop, all right? Kareem says, do you think we should have base tier, uh, baseline tier guns that don't sunset? Uh, fixing, mixing archetype problems, getting the best of both worlds, recommending beloved to new players as baseline, knowing it's going to get sunset as they farm to get better snipers from Trials of the Raid? This is a little bit of a confusing question, and I I think your your suggestion would be confusing as well. It's well intended, but it'd be super super confusing. Um, to be like, wait, why is this not sunsetting? And this is I I think it has to be clean. Everything gets sunset. There are people that are like, what if I could pick one gun a season that doesn't sunset? You can't do that either, because that in effect undoes sunsetting. Because then any gun can be unsunset, which means they can't. It, it doesn't work at that point. So you can't have inconsistencies in a system-wide change like this. It would just confuse people. Even though it's well-intended, and I know why you're asking for it, I don't think it would net a benefit. It would be like, again, it would just cause you know consumer confusion, which can then just lead to frustration and think, well, this isn't fair, like because they don't know why. They're not reading twabs and watching videos. All they know is, for some reason, this gun didn't and this gun did. And they, they can't put that explanation in the game. Uh, Ashen, do you think that we should even have a pursuit weapon? Well, Bungie's probably regretting it right about now. <laughs> One gun is causing so much controversy. Um, yeah, I, again, I listen, I look at this as a part of the same animal that is the season pass, right? Season pass is a couple of guaranteed weapons with decent rolls on them. Guillotine had a decent roll on it, right? You know, 
you know, a couple of weapons on the season pass, an armor set, some ornaments, some some frilly things. Just put this thing on the dadgum season pass and everybody shut the frick up. Like, that's my attitude about it. That's what this is. This is just another, like, if you show up and play, you get stuff, okay? If you're a hardcore player, anything in that lane should just kind of be like a, eh. Now, guillotine turned into a monster, and uh, obviously... I. I, I think the web. I think it's busted. I mean, it's just it's broken. I, it doesn't it, it doesn't work in the realm of any other heavy weapon damage output. But whatever. I'm not asking for it to be nerfed. Everybody, calm down. Everybody, calm down. But you know the the they just handed you stuff on the season pass. Okay. And I feel like this is the same thing. This and the vendor armor are all in the same lane. I put them all in the same category. It's just bottom tier stuff. It's everybody gets that. I don't care about that. Now, the ornaments this season were pretty awesome. I really like the way my Titan looks. I use the ornaments from the season pass. But that's subjective because that's decorative, right? So, high risk, high reward guillotine is. Only in a Grandmaster. Everywhere else, it's just... <laughs> what's, the, what's the risk? Right bumper, right bumper, right bumper. Dead! Like, come on. Um, <laughs> anyways, my main concern has always been put better stuff in the dungeon put better stuff in the raid put better stuff in flawless trials like that's more important I don't want a bunch of homogenized loot where no matter where I go all the loot's basically the same thank you William Duncan for the 5 spot so I think this is why I don't get as ruffled about it because I'm sitting here thinking dude all I care about is the raid, the dungeon, and adept trial stuff. That's all I care about. I want to see that echelon treated right, you know? It's like when you go to the movies and they're doing all the movie trailers, and there's like a movie trailer, you're like, I don't care about this. This is a kid's movie, right? And some other trailer comes up and you're like, yeah, I don't really watch those types of movies. I don't, I don't watch rom-coms. And then oh, you hear Darth Vader breathing. You're like, oh, and it's a trailer for Star Wars. You're like, oh my gosh. And you suddenly care? That's me right now. I'm like, I don't care about this stuff. Get this stuff out of the way. Vendor armor, pursuit weapon, I don't care about any of that. What's in the raid? What's in the dungeon? What's in the endgame? What are you going to give me to chase that's better, that's cooler, that's up at that upper echelon? That matters way more to me. I think that's why I'm shrugging this off. I'm just like, who the frick cares? That's a participation trophy. This is tower loot. So that's that's where I am. I think some people are are you know getting out the magnifying glass and like sniffing out cracks that aren't there. They're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be terrible, you know. So, what's in the box? Really small says, Bungie reuses a lot of weapon models for quote unquote new weapons. Is it not okay to be a little disappointed for reused assets? New gun gun metal, new gun models would help us feel fresh. I'm going to tell you the same thing I've said numerous times today. I don't get upset about reskins and reused assets because they've been doing it for five years and I don't think they overstep. I don't. If they start throwing reskins into raids, like we go into the, the, the Europa raid and I'm getting like a reskinned Ostringer or it's just the Ostringer model. Okay. All right. Now nah, you done it. Like I'd be angry. They're not, I don't think they're going to do that. So I would say if if they're going to do it periodically the way they did with the breakneck, the way they did with, you know, loaded question and the way they're doing it with this weapon here, I'm just not going to turn this into a big deal. I, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't have the energy and I just don't care. 
they've reused assets for years the the, the imago loop was the fate bringer model did did we storm the castle about that you know i just the, the wrath of the machine weapons were generic default test weapon models from the gunsmith with siva on them like i just didn't care I wasn't like, now wait just a minute. This is basically just a Suros auto rifle. It's black with SIVA wiring. Come on, Bungie. Like, I... uh, They've been reusing assets for years. Did the gun feel cool? Yep. Did it have a cool sound effect? Yep. Did it glow when it was doing stuff? Yep. That's all I needed. It was dope. That that little sound and then the focus firefly. I was was good. That's dope. Feels good. You know? So I, I, you know, I understand people being like, I don't understand. Why am I going to buy this? Da, 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 da. I just, that's why I keep saying until there's a call to action, until they're trying to convince you to pre-order beyond light, we don't really need to worry just yet. If we get to the end of October and I'm like, dude, this is looking bleak. Then I'll join you. I'll join you in the shadows of skepticism to be like, it's looking bad. It's looking bad. We're not there yet. You, I need way more. You guys know me. I need way more to go on to make to make a judgment or to make a prediction. You know, I I don't know nearly enough now. Look at what I do. I make theories and try to draw connections and dots all the time. And I'm telling you right now, Mister Destiny Crystal Ball, I can't do it right now. I we don't have enough. I need I need way more information. So. We're going to transition to VIP call-ins. It might get spicy. I'm not sure. Uh, We'll have to start them fairly soon so we have time for repeat theater, which is in two hours. As always, if you're listening to this elsewhere, you can always come in live, sanitarage.com. And as always, please like, share, and and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that happened after the talk uh, about the reskinned Beloved. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and you want to join these conversations, you need to go to my YouTube. Go to saynotorage.com, and then you can click the Join button to pick VIP, and you can get into uh, the Discord and take advantage of these live call-in sessions. We also have VIP Fight Nights coming back with Jackbox. It's been really, really good. We do those on Friday nights, so if you're you're wanting to jump in uh be sure to do that uh so i'm i'm just gonna go alphabetical here because the two the two people at the top here haven't called in in a while so i'm gonna start with you cold heart what do you want to talk about today sir um kind of want to go back to the uh the reskin of the sniper okay Um, i know we talked about uh in your in your talk earlier about when hazard of the cast uh loaded question weapons like that or even the wrath of the machine weapons pretty much are reskins of Soros weapons and you know etc nobody complained about those but i think sunsetting does have a major major part in why people are complaining so much now um and also too i kind of have to take destiny one all those reskin weapons out of the picture completely because there was no data mining back then we couldn't figure out stuff months in advance about what the weapons look like and their perks. So we didn't know what it was until we actually got the weapon. Mm. And then by that time, we saw, hey, these Wrath of the Machine weapons are like sick with the uh, Focus Fire Fi. So nobody can complain because they were awesome weapons. And I, I like the point you brought out about, you know, if you have a cool gun in your hand, like the Sniper, for example, if it's crazy in PvP, nobody's going to complain about it if it's a reskin it, when we actually get it in our hands. So for, for that in that point of view, um, I kind of have to negate everything in Destiny 1 because of that reason. But for Destiny 2, I think 
just because of sunsetting and that I I literally have my beloved right now God roll and I'm about to put it away, put it on the shelf, and then you're gonna give me back another beloved lookalike. I mean, that's, yeah. I can see why people are very upset about that, and I'm just I, I kind of laughed to myself too thinking about your your Amago loop grinding back in D1. Like you grinded so much for that for skeleton keys to finally get the Amago leap. Oh, sorry, loop. Mm-hmm. And then say if Destiny came or Bungie came and like sunsetted that, and your grind just like negated all of that grind you try to get the Amago loop. Like it, it would suck. So right. I know certain people don't really care about aesthetic looks and how the gun looks. They just want about the perks. And I'm mm-hmm. one of those people too. I'm more of a perk guy, but I can kind of see why people are upset. Because they didn't even take the jewels off the gun. Like, <laughs> you, right. you, we can have the same models, but if they just took the jewels off and put a different barrel, then we'd have a different conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. There's a lot of commentary there that I think is is accurate. I think some of what you said that we're forgetting is we do see so much now ahead of time, and that gives us cause to get upset. The Garden of Salvation armor is another great example if we would have just gotten the armor and seen the you know the glowing protrusions i don't think people would have gotten that wound up now in the aftermath maybe it would have hit a reddit thread and been like hey a lot of this is a reskin but it wouldn't have hit the fever pitch and so i wonder if some of it is we're seeing so much up front all we have to go on is the appearance we can't use the we- if we would have seen genesis chain ahead of time it's it's possible people would have criticized it and been like that's literally a suros test weapon with some siva and some, and some black spray paint like but the fact that we got it, used it, and experienced it, and heard the noise, and like the circuitry change once it was fully up, uh, upgraded, um, I, I think that that changed our judgment of it. Like we had more to go on than just the appearance. And I think this is probably similar. If it would have been, if I think it is probably tied to Callus leaving, they do that, they set up this story, we use it. Um, if it if it's a trash weapon in PvP then there's no loss because yes they sunset the the um the beloved which means it can't go in the trials or power enabled crucible it can still go everywhere else your question should be i think as somebody who grinded for a really good beloved is where can i go to replace that gun where where are you going to give me intentional grinds and pursuits to get another dope sniper is it going to what about trials are they going to put a dope one in there uh, is the adept there's a sniper for trials isn't there so that couldn't there be an adept version that might be worth chasing over the beloved maybe uh, next season and then the season after that same deal because season 13 is when the new weapons are supposed to show up in trials this is why I was trying to frame the argument as if you're a hardcore player and went crazy to get a beloved I don't think this weapon should really matter to you it's at the lower echelon and that's where Bungie probably should have considered changing its appearance so that this wasn't even a discussion I don't think this is a gun that a hardcore player is going to set their sights on every season. I, if, as I said when we were debating it in, in the Q and A, Pinnacles went down to Rituals and subsequently went down in quality and power. And now they're not just doing going down in quality and power; they're going down in quantity. There's one gun instead of three, so I don't think this is meant to be a big priority for hardcore players. And yet, hardcore players are the ones who are the most irritated about this because they went they went and really went crazy for a beloved. Um, I don't know if 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 it was the exact same gun same name and you had to grind for good perks again like what happened with the gnawing hunger I could understand people being irritated but I think 
because it's a literal participation trophy and a static role, I really think folks should be asking the question, where can I go to replace Sunset Gear in year four? That's a bigger question than, than caring about this gun, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I've, I have one more question for you, and then I have to head mm-hmm. off back to work. Okay. Um, I know the PvP crowd, like, like you brought out too, and I think it's coming from the PvP crowd mostly about the sniper. Beloved's a, a PvP sniper um, at heart, pretty much. You can get PvE roles, but that's... Uh, PvP is what I kind of liken it as. Do you think Bungie should, now that they're hearing all this criticism, and again, I don't know what's going to happen beyond light. The uh, sniper may be godly, but just besides the point, just to kind of not get unnecessary criticism like this you think would it be possible for them to maybe use a different model or a different weapon and i would say the same thing with pve i think i put this in chat earlier if they brought like the gallahorn or like the icebreaker some some weapon models like that and they gave it like really bad rolls and of course people are going to data mine people are going to go crazy because when they look at that gallahorn model they think of the gallahorn how great it was same thing with icebreaker and so on so wouldn't it just be better to like i think you brought out just blue weapon models that we don't even use anymore if you brought that out with as the uh ritual weapon or i'm sorry pursuit weapon Mm -hmm. nobody would pretty much bat an eye but i think the thing is you draw close to those model skins especially beloved with the jewels and how it looks there's other weapons like that i kind of do think bungie is a little bit asking for trouble just reusing those iconic skins uh what do you think well yeah i mean i i know i said earlier they did it with breakneck they did it with recluse and stuff but i do think there's a big difference between the the death adder and the the main ingredient i think fusion is what they use for loaded question and you know those models hazard of the cast no one no one gave a crap about the hazard of the cast and also also they were more plain you know i think the the, the models they used prior to now i i want to be consistent here and be fair because i did say well they've done this before why is everybody so upset they've taken existing weapons and draped something on them for a pinnacle weapon but to be fair this is a little bit more iconic in its appearance and its look because of the jewels, because of its origin and, you know, where it comes from. Obviously, when we saw Breakneck, we knew it was a hazard of the cast, but the other ones, especially Recluse, uh, the Recluse, the the Oxygen, Loaded Question, Delirium, uh, Wendigo, these were all generic models that they used, so I don't think that's, that, that's probably why nobody really paid much attention to it. It would have been really easy, I think, to make... All they needed, if this is a gift from Callus, all we need is that scarf on there. Just change the stuff underneath and say, hey, we realize that sort of, you know, made the waters a little murky. If it's not a beloved, if it's called an, you know, an adored, that's a little confusing if it literally looks just like the beloved. So they could remove the jewels and change the stuff underneath to make it slightly different. Because really, if this is, again, some sort of a a, a parting gift from Callus as he leaves the director and the ga- who, wherever he's going, um, I think the Leviathan's just going to literally leave. And he's probably going to, there's going to be, I would think there'd be some commentary about that. Um, they could probably come out and say, hey, you know, we want you guys to feel like items are unique and and you know and, res- and respected if you took a long time to chase them even if beloved's getting sunset it's still a great weapon for normal crucible 
Um, so they could do that. They could maybe make a few changes to the underside of it because honestly, it, it, it mainly is the, the scarf that, that is the ornamentation that makes us think that Callus is giving it to us as well as when you go to the other, you know, the Vanguard, Crucible, and Drifter. Um, I don't know if they have time for something like that. That is a... Again, this doesn't feel like a big priority. The, the, the fact that this and vendor armor was slapped in this twab, I think just sends a loud and clear message that none of this is meant to be exciting or purchase driving like i don't think this information is meant to drive purchase this is just more housekeeping and the the purchase driving isn't going to really start until october so i they may say yeah i mean people are irritated but they'll get over it you know they'll (laughs) they'll be watching trailers and vid docs in a month that'll make them forget all about this one stupid gun you know yeah i gotcha well that's all i have for today i have to go back to work but i appreciate the call yeah yeah no problem and thank you for calling in. We like people calling in. Makes for good conversation. Doge, you're next. What would you like to talk about, sir? Like, I do feel like the Detic community would like complaints. Like, oh, when like nothing. Like, like, uh, like, for for me, like, like, uh, for me, the perks is is what matters for me. Like, not really like uh, the looks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Detic community is like. Just over like saying that it's uh, like a reskin, like uh, you know this season, like half of like the uh, seasonal weapon we get this season are just Amulon weapon, but they use dark like the dark liquid, and and no one really noticed, and and then like back in like a like a season of Undying, people complain about how like uh, the seasonal weapon, which is a prophecy weapon, but with leaves on them, but they didn't complain this season how we got like basically reskin weapon for half of the weapons right i think it's interesting because i think it's it's about value assignment so somebody you know looking at the the icolos weapons or you know when they did it with some of the other pinnacles the weapons that they were using i don't think people had a lot of value assignment for hazard of the cast but the beloved is in a different category, you know, one of the most used weapons in the game in PvP specifically, uh, that is about to get sunset and was a good grind. It was an intentional grind, but it was a good grind. You know, it's, it's, they put it in reach and you can go after it. So the, I think that's why I don't necessarily think that I, I am, I'm one of the first people to say, listen, the, the inconsistency sometimes in the way that we uh, do criticism as a community. I, I'd, I'd like to point that out sometimes. And this is another example where no one cared about Breakneck, no one cared about the others, but they care about this. I point that inconsistency out while also trying to be sympathetic and empathetic to say, I understand attachment to Beloved is a lot stronger than anybody's attachment to the Hazard of the Cast. Um, so when I, when I look at this situation... I was trying to frame it a lot differently than, oh, you guys are being inconsistent. I was saying, listen, the expectation from Bungie has been that these weapons are not going to be that stellar if we look at the most recent rituals. They've also said an expectation that they're going to reuse assets for these weapons. I don't know why they're doing it that way. That's just what they've done. So your expectation about this weapon should be very, very you know, mediocre. It's going to just be a freebie that you get from playing. And whenever they've done these types of weapons before they've decided to be to tap existing assets to be used 
in in the gun's formation. And that's when I said, this is like watching a bunch of trailers I'm not interested in, and then all of a sudden a Star Wars trailer hits and I'm interested. I don't really care until they start talking about Europa, content, loot pools, the raid. Like, that's the stuff that I care about. I want that stuff to be good. I don't care about a hand a, a handout gun in the tower. I don't care about the tower vendor armor. I don't. I want to be in a raid, a dungeon, uh, you know, maybe playing some trials and going flawless, you know, uh, and, and trying to get some good gear. Like, that matters more to me than this weapon. And so I think it's a value assignment thing. I think the people that really assigned a lot of value to Beloved are the ones that got the most upset by this. And the rest of us are just like... I think that's why a lot of the PvE crowd is like, dude, who who cares? Like, what is the deal? Because we just we we don't come from that side of the fence with respect to how much value people are placing on the uh, on the weapon, if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, one thing, uh, so and have people complain about like uh, tons of sorrows, like a weapon being basically a reskin? Like, I haven't really heard much complain about that. The Crown of Sorrows weapons were reskins. Uh, the Golden Right Hand, like I think, I think they were reskin of like the Destiny One, like Queen's Wrap or something like that. Oh yeah, the models for Crown were a lot of reused models. Yeah, and they put all that that's that like weird artwork on them, like the, the, the almost like somebody carved into the weapons. Yeah, the Crown stuff was um, I don't know, and that's another example. Okay. That's another example. If those weapons would have been awesome and had really, really cool perks on them, to Coldheart's point just a moment ago, we would have got them, used them, and we would have had the Genesis chain effect. It would have been like, I don't care this is a similar model to somewhere else. This gun's awesome. This gun is cool. It's doing something neat. Um, you know, if it would have had a cool perk and it would have procced all the carvings to glow green and then it like caused this awesome explosion and felt strong and felt unique, then I think people would have overlooked it. Uh, that's that's I think where where you can you can take some of what Coldheart said, and they could start to implement that. Like maybe show us less, maybe uh, show us you know blurry versions of like you're gonna get a bunch of guns, but we're not really gonna show you what they're like yet. And once they're in your hand, if they're adept or excellent or good at a certain thing, you're gonna be maybe less judgmental over the fact that maybe they borrowed an existing model when they made the gun. Yeah, and I think my point was like uh like. Like, no one really noticed, like, uh, that the uh, trans weapon was reskinned, but the moment, like, they, like, used the existing model for, like, the uh, God of Salvation armor, like, people, like, went mad over it, like. And I think, the, and I think the reason why is because, like, they didn't really show, like, the trans Sorrows, like, uh, raid weapon that much in, like, trailers and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I it this I think, and I mentioned that when talking to Coldheart. I think some of what Bungie's doing is they're showing us stuff, and then we have nothing to go on but the appearance. So if they would have shown us Genesis Chain a month ahead of time, two months ahead of time, people didn't like it's a raid weapon, and you just you reused Suros. Nobody said that once we got it. Somebody had to point that out to me. I remember I was streaming. And someone's like, Lono, do you realize that's just one of the Suros test weapons? And I looked at it and I was like, oh, wow, you're right. Like, I didn't look at it that way because it dropped. And the first thing you do is you try it. You're like, oh, let me try this out. Let's see how it feels. Let's see how it sounds. 
People always complained about reskins. That's true, Tank. I'm sure there were people that complained about the Wrath of the Machine guns being reskins, but I think it gets way less fever pitched, way less heat, because I, most of us just get the gun and enjoy it at that point. But when we have nothing to go on but appearances, we're like, what? It, huh? Why are you guys doing that? Why are you reusing that thing? And then that's when it gets memed and made fun of. Everybody's putting scarves on different guns and throwing it on Twitter to make fun of it. And sometimes I wonder if Bungie does this on purpose. Like, they know we're going to turn this into a meme machine and everybody's talking about Destiny and everybody's talking about Beyond Light and everybody's talking about this is supposed to be a great expansion. And they're like... Go ahead, lay all that groundwork for us, set that runway up for us so we can start marketing in October, and you're like, oh wow, Beyond Light is going to be amazing, it is going to be really good. Um, I don't know, I I feel like sometimes they do that on, they do this kind of stuff on purpose, like they know we're going <laughs> to, we're going to get really angry, you know? Yeah. Uh, and from what, and from the stuff they showed us, like about like, uh, Beyond Light, like a lot of them, like, a lot of stuff are, like, unique and, like, new, like, the new, uh, planetary weapon, and, like, uh, I think they in one of the trailer, there was, like, a exotic, uh, nade launcher or something like that, uh, that, uh, she was, like, uh, you know Zarya from Overwatch? Yes. Uh, like, you know how, like, she can shoot those nades, like, the position of, like, her hand when she shoots it? It's like that. Yeah, I mean, I, it... We can always we can always use I think better weaponry, better you know utility, and I mean that's good input from Donut. I mean that is true. King's Fall weapons were the only raid weapons with unique geometry. That's true because the Crota weapons were existing weapons with like hive stuff attached to it, and the Trials weapon, uh, the Vogue weapons were all existing models in the game, and then Wrath was as we've said all reused models. So those are those are good points. So, all right. Do you have anything else, Doge? I know. All right. I'm going to go to Lightly next. Coming down to you, sir. What do you got for me? Some spice, I'm uh, sure. Oh, yeah. It's going to be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I, everything already, everybody's already complaining about it. But I wanted to add just a little bit maybe to the understanding that, you know, while answering you in chat is not really clear. So, okay. coming like... Especially because year three was weak. A new expansion always is a new year, right? Yes. And uh, you expect the game to feel fresh um, um, in all content, right? And they already said this is the main part uh, of the core activity um, incentive, right? And just given the fact that we have this used this weapon uh, used this weapon now for over a year. Uh, excessively because it was the most popular sniper um makes it a lost point in my opinion to infuse some freshness into your game because even if if it's just an incentive yeah you will still go for it right i still want it and they want to be excited about it and on and on, instead of uh bringing something bad as i said i don't mind it uh, reskin by itself i mind it that it's not gonna feel fresh in my hands it's gonna have perks yeah but perks aren't like the gameplay right i mean they, they are gameplay but you don't they don't you don't feel it like the sound and how the weapon feels what it looks like that's that's a bit also at least for me a huge appeal on guns so i just don't understand why they did this and yes we can theorize i don't think like 
I don't want to get into like theories. Okay, maybe it was given us from Callus. Even then, I think lore should never be a reason to ignore such things. Um, and going specifically to the argument that you know, oh, all pinnacle ripple and ritual weapons have been reused. Yes, but they have been introduced as an add-on to weapons that were new in the expansion. This time we're getting it. So I wouldn't mind this if even this was like, let's say this was a model of a new sniper that's coming in Beyond Light with a scarf around it. That it would be already completely different, right? I just have the feeling that it was, it's it's unnecessary to, when you want to incentivize gameplay and it's, it, it is part of the large expansion. I, I, I To me, that's not really an argue point as well. Like I know this is not the main part of it, but still strikes, It's you once said years ago that strikes were the bread and butter of destiny and so and this is one of the incentives for it and i just think that um yeah that this is a lost opportunity and i like you know i'm not really drumming a beat when i get upset about something but yeah to me this is as i said it's a it, it's it, it's a it looks like a lazy a creative solution. I'm not saying they are lazy or, or the team that designed it thought about it this way, but it's just, this is how I, I react to it. Yeah, and I, I think there's a variety of theories I've tried to come up with because I'm not I'm not going to disagree. This, at the current juncture, this comes across as tone deaf because of gnawing hunger and sunsetting commentary that led to this moment. But my theories are based on the fact that I think this gun and idea was implemented before all that happened so the team that did this had had probably when they were creating this there was no dialogue about sunsetting there wasn't any dialogue about reskins or reissues they're like this is going to be a great way to honor the fact that callus is leaving let's take one of the favorite weapons from the menagerie and give them like an updated version a new name give it some static perks blah 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 like what they did to the other you know like hazard turning the breakneck and I think unfortunately they couldn't see the future I don't think they knew if they knew I don't think it would have been that hard to rip the jewels off of it and make it look different so it'd be like oh that's similar to the beloved but it is a different it's different it's a different model it's it's clearly from Callus in that era uh you know because I think that they knew sunsetting was coming but they didn't know how they were going to implement it they also didn't know that reskins and reissues were going to be a huge problem because this is just par for the course. Whenever you're going to make a weapon, that this is what they did. They would grab, they would say, "Hey, we need pinnacles, we need rituals." They would grab existing assets and change them a little bit. And I don't know why that's a decision that they made. I don't. I, is it because they're, is it because they're easy to get? I mean, Mountaintop wasn't easy to get. Recluse and the others weren't easy to get. Now the rituals did get significantly easier to get, but for whatever reason internally their philosophy about pinnacles and rituals were to use existing assets now maybe it's because they were like hey we got to spice up the seasonal content there's not enough and they kind of pulled this out as a hey let's add this in in the 11th hour and maybe that's why they've always re you know reused assets and maybe they just had that team make a bunch of them so that they had stuff to, to pepper in throughout and, and and add more stuff uh and so I think if sunsetting wouldn't have come in and caused all this this hullabaloo and this controversy, and if, if reissues and reskins wouldn't have been this big giant concern and criticism, no, we wouldn't even be talking about this gun. We'd be like, oh look at that, they're uh, they're updating the beloved, calling it something else, and they're gonna they're gonna use it as a 
a, a, a pursuit weapon with a bunch of different ornaments. Now, some people might have been like, you know, reskin, reskin, but because I'm sure they did that when the breaknet came out. But I don't think the fire and the anger would be as hot. I think sunsetting and the concerns about reskins and reissues is what's driving this train right now. And Bungie has to know that that's that's dialogue and concern that they need to be prepared to like speak to that because if if you're going to make the this the this level of system-wide change so that our actual experience in the game are our experience of loot longevity and what we chase and how long it lasts and and, and is this going to keep happening am i going to spend an entire year you know using a gun growing fond of it only to see its model reused down the line like is that going to start to bother people um it they they've got to figure out how to package this and this is again why i think internally somebody said look that that sniper is going to tick people off because of you know the the entire dialogue centered around reskins and reissues is is continuing to get fiery because they they kind of poured gas on the fire with the gnawing hunger i thought it <laughs> i really don't understand why they didn't just say hey all gnawing hungers are having their infusion number you know um uh, increased for the for the to honor the people who spent more hours than they probably want to remember in freaking reckoning uh <laughs> You know, like, I think that'd have been an easy pivot. To, that'd have been good fan service. Um, and in this scenario, I think they said, look, you got to get this out in front. We got to get this out of the way. We don't want to be talking about this in October. We do not want to be talking about the vendor armor, shared geometry, and the reskin beloved in, in October. We got we to gotta take this one on the chin. People aren't going to be happy about it. And then when October hits, we can talk about all the other stuff that's more exciting. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why... I am kind of like, uh, this, this was tone deaf, but I'm not that worried just yet. I'm only going to be worried if we get, you know, a week before Beyond Light and I still don't have a lot of my questions answered about why is it more expensive? What are we getting? Is there a definitive and clear list of what I'm getting in the $10 season and what I'm getting in the, in the $40 expansion? Because there's got to be a clear line drawn between those two things. If it's muddied, then... It was muddied, right? When you bought Shadowkeep for $35, it was a little muddy. You're like, wait, what's seasonal, what's not? Invasions are, Vex Offensive's not, this is that, that's that. It was like, it all came together. If it's muddy like that for Beyond Light, I mean, I'll be concerned that they're trying to play smoke and mirrors with us and just raise the price to raise the price. So I'm I'm withholding a lot of judgment right now. I think October is far more important. The next couple of weeks are probably going to be more informational twabs. I, I'm hoping they talk about leveling, uh, bounties and the artifact. I, I I think those things need addressed before they start hyping everything up because those are core exper- core experiential issues right now. Artifact leveling, uh, bounties like these these things are are a part of our day to day, week to week experiences in year three that haven't been the greatest. And I want to see that addressed before Beyond Light gets into its marketing cycle because those are according to Luke Smith, those are meant to be addressed. And we're already seeing him, you know, addressing some of the things with they're, they're wanting to put adept weapons in more places. That's I think that's part of his assurance that we're going to see more aspiration in year four. So when when I look at this, 
I understand people's concern and worry, but I think everybody just needs to say, man, this this better not be the standard for year four. I think too many people today, and the reason I started getting more defensive, I felt like people were drawing conclusions. Concerns and worry are one thing. I saw a lot of conclusions being drawn today, like like the one question. We're getting less than Forsaken for more money. There's just no way to know that right now, you know? Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean... That we don't know yet, but I do have to say that Forsaken didn't include. Uh, I mean, no, no major part gun of Forsaken was uh, one-to-one reskin of a, of a gun we we just used. I mean, I understand they were from D1, and we, we had a, a, especially a new whirlpool as well, right? Um, all these tangled shore weapons. Uh, and as I said, I think that, um, for example, the, the, the breakneck, right? It was. We had new Gambit guns. They introduced the, the breakneck as pra- practically a special version of a Gambit gun, right? So mm-hmm. that's why it seemed different. That's why I'm so confused. But we're also no, not getting right. I don't understand. We're, I, to my understanding, everything points to that, we're, that the core activities won't have a special loot pool, right? They, we will have this one singular word pool, which they already explained in in, in this season, right? Um. Because otherwise, why remove, why why revamp this whole system f- for this one season? Um, so I'm I'm worried, and to to the next point, what I'm worried about is that there is this point to make that the game is, as you said, the free to play argument comes all the time, right? The, the core activities they're free to play, mm-hmm. right? But then, why is it more expensive? Because remember, Forsaken wasn't free to play it and we got all that mm-hmm. content that you have to pay for is that does that mean that we're financing free to play players because is that content that is that part of the is this like part of the 60 because i mean i'm struggling to imagine that the free to play stuff if you take that out and something like the beloved this 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 pursuit weapons if you take that out and the armor and everything then basically what we pay for is more than forsaken added to everything that's free i i just have a hard time imagining that and and i think you're touching on something that i talked about for um i think it was this season if you went to like the page i I mean i'll do it right now if you go on to bungie.net and you go to seasons and you click on season of arrivals and you scroll down to the area where they list what's free and what's paid it starts to get really murky about what exactly am I paying for when the people, the dungeon is on both sides, the public activities on both sides, Moments of Triumph and Solstice of Heroes is on both sides, new artifact and mods to unlock is on both sides, season progress with unlockable rewards, and then obviously we know we get more, and then I get down to the bottom and I see new weekly mission, we know what that is now, right? Nothing that amazing, good lore, but you know, same thing every week, new exotic weapon quest, Instantly unlock the exotic grenade launcher, so that's basically on both sides. Instantly unlock the seasonal armor set for each class, basically on both sides. Bonus XP. So the bottom three don't even really count, because everybody gets the grenade launcher, everybody gets the armor set. Bonus XP, Like, who gives a frick about that? So this is it. These two bullet points. New weekly mission, new exotic weapon quest. This is terrible value transmission to the consumer. It's like, yep. what did I pay for? I'm... What? I didn't get it. I didn't get I didn't get hardly anything more. You are exactly right. That's why I keep saying they are going to have to make it very clear 
what am I getting for the $10 for the season in addition to Beyond Light? Since Beyond is 40 and the season is $10, they've never priced it that way before. This is new. It's going to have to be justified. Now, they don't need to come out and literally say one-to-one, we understand you're concerned about the price increase. Allow us to justify that. They don't have to do it that explicitly. It needs to be justified with like a laundry list of bullet points like that. I should be... There should be no question. Oh, I'm getting more than the free players. Season of Arrivals? It's it's hard to even tell. You're like, what did I get? I spent 10 bucks for a weekly mission in an exotic. Is that really all I got? Um, And we know that's not true because the season pass does have, I think, a lot of monetary value. You get a lot of dope stuff on the bottom row of the season pass. But I think we want to see greater value transmission, especially for an expansion. Uh, There's... There's going to need to be the, there's like no doubt in the community's mind that Beyond Light's huge. And that's why I'm just kind of like, I I can't see them raising the price and keeping this much close to the chest about Beyond Light and not dropping some just ham dingers in, in October. Like it's going to have to just be punch after punch of hype. Um... Because if not, I think a lot of people are going to say that this doesn't make any sense. This is more expensive and it looks like I'm just going to get another maybe Forsaken. Uh, two locations, Dreaming City, Tangled Shore. Two locations, Europa, Cosmodrome. Raid Dungeon, Raid Dungeon. You know, like, uh, personally, if I were to guess, I think Europa is going to have a lot of stuff on it. I think there's going to be more on there than just like some activity. I think there's going to be Again, similar to how we had all those great Baron fights in Forsaken. Maybe they do something like that, and that's why we're not getting strikes. Maybe we're getting some sort of an adventure activity-esque thing that you can play them on a regular basis with unique loot. Um, you know, the dungeon and the raid, have they better be stellar and have stellar loot, you know? Patrol zones are free, though. New players will be able to land on Europa. Remember. Right, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just... Uh, it's a. Uh, more specifically again to the question I understand all the points you just outlined and value transmission but do you feel that do you honestly believe that like we look at Forsaken weapon system overhaul okay they came with a free update before so we can't really count that but random rolls right random roll loot um, two patrol zones a raid a dungeon that was a completely new concept right um, so many different new loot pools um I think that, yeah, vendor refreshes because the armor was new. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So, and that was all paid, right? So now half of that stuff, even if that's coming beyond light, is free to play. And the, exp- and the expansion is more expensive. I just struggle to see how, 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 like, because the argument should be they're making this free to play, but the free to play. Uh, gets financed otherwise, right? Through 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 Eververse and through basically what what players spend money on, right? But mm-hmm. in this case, I find it hard to see how the content that is not free, just the paid content, is supposed to be more than what we got with Forsaken. Well, it should be. It should be because it we didn't. Be, right? We yeah, there should be a definitive difference between Forsaken and this because Forsaken, the you know, season of the outlaw was just interwoven into Forsaken and it was forty. This is going to be Beyond Light for forty plus ten for season of Snowdrift. I don't know what they're calling it. Like there's going to have to be a clear difference in substance and size, and that's why they're going to have to think about how crappy. 
that value transmission is for Season of Arrivals, if it's like that again, it'll be understandable for people to be like, I don't understand. Why is free-to-play getting so much? Uh, you know, why is Game Pass getting so much? I mean, these are, these are, think, valid questions. Obviously, I would think if Europa has a bunch of stuff on it, you wouldn't have access to it if you're not paying. Because I'm, you can go to the moon when you when Shadowkeep came out as New Light, but you couldn't do anything with the Lectern. You couldn't do anything with Eris, um, right? I think all that stuff was reserved for the paying people because that, again, I don't know. I have to ask the question because I don't know. I don't know what the definitive difference is between paid and free. Because free is, uh, it is making it murky on what exactly am I getting and I, that I'm paying for. And to have the price jump, they're going to have to, it, there, there should be, there shouldn't be any doubt in the consumer's mind that Beyond Light's going to be big, which is one of the reasons why I think they've said almost nothing about it. They've said so, so little about Beyond Light. We've, we, uh, and obviously, what they have talked about, I think, is the most promising stuff. Compare this TWAB to all the info we got on Stasis. I think Stasis is looking really promising for you know building and 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 do what do what I called uh you know pain uh, trade pain where you you put this on but you lose some or you put it on and you gain some. I, I think the stasis info and even the UI for stasis is the most promising stuff we've seen. And my hope is, no pun intended, that that's just the tip of the iceberg. They haven't really pulled the curtain back yet. Um, I uh, this this twad to me was just so. I don't, this is like a memo. It's like a memo. It just reads like a memo. It's like, hey, by the way, this is some stuff we're doing uh, with strikes, gambit, and crucible. And here's what the armor is going to look like. And here's a sniper. It just. Oh, I, I, this, it, it's just, go ahead. Yeah. So I just find it. So listen, if I would understand, like if, if they would say, here's all this bunch and only paid player, paid players get this. And that's why the beloved is a reason because it's a free to play, like pursuit to open in the core activities. All right. You know what? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. I, there, there would be no reason to com- I complain about it because there would not be this expectation of anything new, but maybe that's their plan now right that they focus every season and also major expansion on just a planet and everything around it mm-hmm. and everything else is less important i just find it odd that what i also think is the bread and butter of destiny is so barren and uninspired to in a way you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i think it's just sad that you can't run strikes at least for the first months because there's new weapons and and stuff in there even if they're not the best there was something new something interesting you could find you know i don't know it's just odd to me well and i think they're going to continue to do what they did this season where you can get relevant drops to the season in strikes uh i think they're going to continue to do that they all start talking about like putting um adept weapons in strikes and I agree. I used to, I I used to love just going into the strike place. I still do it now. I just go and run strikes and grab some bounties. I like it. And I do think originally, yeah, it was. It's bread and butter. I think I called it meat and potatoes content. It's just the meat and potatoes. You just boom, boom, boom. You just keep running through it. And I think Bungie, for whatever reason, and I said this during Q&A, you might not have been here. I think they've evolved away from that. I don't think they see strikes as centerpiece updates anymore. I think once they did Menagerie and they saw its appeal and how it had its own loot pool and its own rules and its own bosses, they were like, that's the format going forward. We get more out of that than three or four strikes. Like the time it takes to put it to build the strike 
you know, I think they they I think they net more by directing all that all those man hours and all those all that bandwidth towards something that's more self-contained. And I'm not saying that's necessarily better, but internally, if they determined we can get more loot, more bang for our buck out of this, like Escalation Protocol was also, I think, part of this change. I and look look who was behind. E- Escalation Protocol and Menagerie was both vicarious visions. Do you see a different vision for how to go for loot? It wasn't strike based. It was it was sort of a content loop that is contained to an area, and then they rotate bosses. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same philosophy. So that didn't even come from Bungie, if you think about it. I think the influence of EP and Menagerie has actually had an influence over Bungie's philosophy of this is a better way to do content ads, and we can see that in year three with. The Vex Offensive and Sundial are very, very similar to a Menagerie-style thing. It's a very linear run, rotation of boss. I think the bosses rotated, didn't they? Or was it always the same? I think it was always the same boss in Vex Offensive. Um, The mechanics could change a little bit. And then, you know, Sundial was called Menagerie 2.0. The tower event sucked, but then Contact is, again, it's a contained area with a contained loot pool and bosses that rotate weekly. It's all... That all feels very influenced by what VV did with EP and Menagerie. And I think we've seen that change. And in the process of that change, we're seeing less strikes. I just, I don't know. It's, it seems like an evolution that you don't have to like it, but that's, that's, I'm just, I'm just kind of diagnosing the change and sort of maybe theorizing about why it's happening. Not saying it's better or worse. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Um, I, I think I'm the only person that didn't like Menagerie ever. Uh, I, for me, this was the beginning of, of, of like going into a menu and just basically having a time gate and in the end going to a chest and getting exactly what you wanted. I I, I preferred Reckoning, man. I know this is odd, but I never got the spare rations I wanted. I never got the exact role, but, but then I always looked at people who had it and I was like, damn, that's so... Oh, and that brought me back to the activity and it felt alive. To me, Menagerie was always this, I don't know, I, I, it felt like checklists, but um, yeah, but that's that's a different topic. I guess I'm special when it comes to this stuff. Well, I think Menagerie and Sundial aren't memorable. They were effective. Like, they're not memorable because of how you get the loot. I think if loot would have been popping out of bosses, and if each boss would have had like, a really good gun... I think we would think differently about it. It just was very mechanical, very clinical. The way we ordered guns, it was just... I love the the spirit of it. Oh, it's an intentional targeted farm. But I think Menagerie especially was just wrung out like a rag because of the glitch. And then nobody wanted to go back in with one drop per run. It, it ruined it. We got spoiled. Um, and, <laughs> and then Sundial, I mean, you end a run and grab four of the same weapon. Again, it was just... It's like I'm ordering a value meal. It's like I'm driving up to a little speaker, you know. Yeah, give me uh, four martyrs retributions, please. And then you just check the rolls. And then (laughs) it's not memorable. It isn't. I think loot delivery is part of the problem here. They've got the right idea about give people a target and let them chase it. But loot delivery has been poor in year three. Look at how many great weapons arrived in year three. If you look at a lot of the dope ones in Dawn, and then there's some good ones this season as well, the delivery's terrible, so it's not memorable. Nobody, nobody thinks about it. Look at the the Lectern, another good example of some great weapons: a good shotgun, a really good grenade launcher, uh, a, a good uh, the sniper rifle had some great rolls on it. I remember I was constantly using it in Garden, and 
it's it, it nobody nobody remembers or talks about that stuff because again it was a, it was like a it was like a menu that you went and ordered the weapons on it was bounty driven um we got to get back to drops bring the romance back yeah i i 100 agree with that and with that i'll yield my time to to, to the rest of the speakers okay uh, <laughs> all <laughs> right thanks man. for calling in yeah as far as I know, it's just Nagi. He's the only one left to call in. What did you want to talk about, sir? Hello, Lauren. Hello, everybody else. Um, I wanted to talk about the discussion we had before about the Bungie being lazy and overall the design of the new Pursuit weapon. Um, I was thinking about... I always think about when something like that happens where people get upset um, I always think about how this uh, could have happened. So why would Bungie do this, do it this way instead of using any other model to um, create this weapon, basically? And um, I think uh, calling after seeing this weapon, calling Bungie or the developers, the artists that put this weapon together, uh, disrespectful. Uh, I think. Uh, calling them lazy is somewhat disrespectful to their work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the people that work at Bungie um, work there because they're passionate about the about Bungie or about Destiny, and um, they want to do the best they can. And just uh, calling their work they do disrespectful is. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, lazy is. Um, yeah, as I said, somewhat disrespectful just because um, you don't know what's behind the thought process of the weapon. Um, there's so much that goes into it. And um, when I thought more about it, um, the conclusion I came to was, um, just as you said, the pursuit weapons are basically the lower rung weapons that you can get by doing anything you want. And... Um, Bungie probably thought about how much time they want to allocate to this weapon especially, or the armor as well. And um, people always cry for, or not even cry, they demand demand more endgame content. And Bungie has to allocate all the resources they have somehow to all these types of players. So casual, mid, mid lane and also endgame or a hardcore and I think this was just a decision of okay we don't want to we want to do more endgame and um, to have more time to work on the endgame on the weapons and what comes with it we have to make the armor and weapons that come for the casual players or even the free-to-play players just a little bit less of a quality than the endgame stuff yeah, and I I think when people say it's lazy, I I tend to gut check that too. But lightly, you know, is qualifying. He says that the 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 creative result is is lazy, and I think what you're saying is you're like, look, man, I that just seems disrespectful. People worked on this, and I and I appreciate that. I also appreciate that maybe they said. Hey, what if we did a pursuit weapon that had different appearances according to where you got it? So they needed four different appearances, and perhaps 
they, they they decided to do that instead of doing one new model. Maybe at the end of the day, the the bandwidth allocated that you, whatever design team is probably one or two people that probably kick this ball back and forth said we can either create a brand new model or we can create four different appearances that are ornament like it's an ornamentation so that way it feels like maybe it's got some variety according to where you got it like again i don't work there i don't know it i think it stands to reason that designing a new model and designing an ornament are probably similar processes and i know they probably made one scarf but they and then they applied existing you know iconography to it so i'm not going to act like it was extremely difficult to wrap this scarf around here and slap existing icons on it that are already in the game but it was a design process that had to take place and they decided to do this as opposed to doing a new gun model also I said this during the talk. It's like, there's got to be a reason for this. There, I, I really do think it's got to be tied to Callus leaving. And they're not saying that, maybe because they feel like that would be a spoiler. Um, I don't know why you would look in the treasure trove of snipers in the game and use this model, you know, at this point in time, unless it seems to be tied to the fact that, you know, Callus and the Menagerie, I'm sorry, Callus and the Leviathan are, are, uh, are leaving. So... You know, I, I, I think it just land. It was very just poor timing. I think it was super poor timing. I think sunsetting got people wound up. The gnawing hunger added fuel to the fire, and then the first actual weapon, because we saw weapons through the press kit, but that doesn't count. The first weapon that Bungie puts in front of us is a reskin, beloved, and it's, I, it's all. It's like they signed up to get punched. It's like you had to know. They had to know the community was going to respond negatively uh, to this. And I, I think that whenever whenever they're announcing stuff in an informational way like this, this far out, I can kind of tell this is not something that they want front and center when they're marketing. That's why they're talking about it now. That's why they're getting sunsetting details out of the way before they they mark it because you know sunsetting is just it's just not a super popular uh topic it's it's not a it's something that the community is split on um yeah so i think they tried to create more with less time so uh they they could have used a different model i think that's one point i can give everybody so they could probably use a different model they probably use the um, card they use with Hawkmoon or any other weapon that this one is really um, a favorite in the community. Um, they pr- probably bank on that being a good selling point, but I think they missed the mark on that if they uh, thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I still firmly believe if sunsetting wasn't happening we wouldn't be having this conversation because people are like, well, I have a God roll beloved. I don't care about that scarf. You know, I don't like the roll on that. Um, you know, it, I, I think, I think sunsetting is, uh, sunsetting is, is the main reason this is happening. And if the, if the gnawing hunger thing wouldn't have happened, I think that Bungie could have just come out and been like, no, 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 no. This is a different weapon. Yes, it has the same geometry as Beloved, but it's a different weapon. We're not reissuing Beloved. This is something separate, and it's attached, obviously, to Callus. Just look at it. Uh, but I think gnawing hunger made it really, really hard for people to look at this and not go kind of ballistic because 
you know, the gnawing hunger criticism was fair. It's like, man, I spent months. If you spent all that time in Reckoning, of all places to grind, Reckoning, (laughs) and you spent time trying to get a good gnawing hunger, and then all of a sudden they put it in this, like, fast food ordering machine in in the drifter's bedroom, and it's got a higher infusion limit, I think it's totally acceptable for people to be like, well, this is silly. What do you, you know? And that's why I still think they should have just updated all gnawing hunger's infusion cap so that it was it was it was the same. It's not a reissue. You can't reissue a gun if it hasn't been sunset. That's why the timing of it was so bad. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if leading to season of arrivals, they said let's bring back some of the greatest hits so people have a chance to get them one last time. The Martyr's Retribution, you know, the Gnawing Hunger. Let's put some of these weapons that that were from other seasons, or you know, maybe they were elusive or whatever. Let's slap them in this umbral thing, and then sunsetting comes in and corrupts the whole thing. You know, the team that was working on the weapons and the umbral and putting stuff in there, I wonder if they even knew this was going to, again, come behind and kind of like undercut their work and make everybody really, really angry. Because I feel that sunsetting was a decision made in the middle of year three. Because Luke Smith started talking about it in his, in his, uh, in his director's cut. And... This stuff was probably loaded in the hopper and ready to go. You know, Season of Arrivals was already being built and had been put together and was had already been structured. And Luke Smith starts talking about sunsetting, and people are like, "What?" And more than likely, the team that sat down and created this gun or created the umbrals and the recaster and all of that, they were probably well along the de- the development cycle before they decided that Season of Arrivals would put in the update to show you how long something shelf life was with respect to infusion. And that's why I think some of this is kind of taking them by surprise. And with working from home, it could also be very, very difficult to have really solid vision transfer. So, hey, this is going to be a problem. We should probably update that gun or update the community or whatever. Um, It's possible they're just taking some of this on the chin because they're hoping that the marketing will be enough to to really convince people that Beyond Light is going to be excellent and and worth the money cuz right now I think people are like what is going on you reissued Gnawing Hunger and now you're reusing a model that's already in the game and I'm supposed to spend 50 bucks on this expansion like what are y'all doing you know Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think after the after we get the first Vidog where they really explain the new stuff, we can judge whether or not it's worth the money. Yeah, but I mean Darksider saying that's just horrible management if they literally don't tell the team what the plan is. Homie, when they started working on Season of Arrivals, I'm saying they may have not known that they were going to do sunsetting or how they were going to do it. A good example would be, we want to bring bring Transmog to the game, but they don't know exactly how they're going to do it. They've been very generic. They said they're kicking the idea around. So when they start kicking the idea around about sunsetting, you can't give your 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 project leads generic information like, hey, we're maybe considering doing sunsetting, so that might affect what you're doing in the future. Who knows? Like, if they don't have concrete information, then you see what I'm saying? Thank you so much, uh, Ash. I don't think they knew. I think Luke Smith gets control of the franchise and starts tr- starts combing over everything and saying, this is what we need to do. These are system-wide changes that need to take place. How can we implement them? If he comes out and says, we need to institute sunsetting, it's a thing that other games do, weapon retirement, gear retirement needs to be a thing, go. And they spend months coming up with ways to do it, 
the team working on Season of Arrivals can't, like, I guess what, press pause on all the development and be like, well, we need to wait until they decide how they're going to do this because we've got this gnawing hunger that might, you know what I'm saying? I think it's, I just think it's super, super difficult to have that many departments, that many moving parts, and to expect them to know ahead of time that they have this, they have this this sunsetting potential debacle coming on the horizon. It that that that's where I approach it because I'm like, okay, they didn't he when he put sunsetting in the uh, in that director's cut, it was very generic. He said we're still figuring out how it's going to work or something. He he makes it clear they haven't decided how they're going to do sunsetting. Um, you know, I. So it's like. If, if that's the case, then the team working on Arrivals had no clue this was going to be a potential problem because they, they hadn't... What if they thought, oh, they're not going to do any sunsetting until uh, Beyond Light, year four. We're in the summer, baby. It's not year four. We're in the clear, you know? So I, I think, Darksider, I think your knowledge of development and the fact that you work for a company that does development, I think sometimes you're just way too critical because we just, we don't have the information. A team working on Arrivals had no clue when and how sunsetting was going to land because they were directed to build arrivals, build loot, build an activity, build a season pass, build guns, build the recaster, da 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 da, get all that built. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're making a system wide change for year four called sunsetting, but it's going to take effect in the summer beforehand. And it's like, oh, well, we, what? We didn't know that. Like, we, we put the gnawing hunger in there. And that's why I said good fan service would have just been to update the gnawing hunger. But, I mean, it's it's going to it's gonna become a moot point eventually because eventually we're just going to be in, in the new stuff and chasing new gear and it won't matter as much. Um, so. Um, I had one more topic I wanted to ask you about. Okay. Um, I was theorizing about the new adept weapons and what they might do with them to make them stand out and really pinnacle gear um i was maybe uh, thinking about them doing or them introducing the new weapon system first to the adept weapons and then seeing how it looks um like the stasis um subclasses letting the community try it out give feedback and then roll out the new system to all the weapons in maybe the Witch Queen. I I think that'd be a good way to do it. I think it'd be a good way to do it. So they, because if you make a system-wide change to all the weapons and it ends up needing tweaked, it's easier to do with a smaller pool. Um, I I think that'd be it. That'd be a good way to do it. Because I do, I want a huge weapon update, but I don't know if that's going to be... Um, if that's going to be something that they do in in Beyond Light. I want it, but the closer we get to October, the more I'm like, ah, oh, we're not going to get it. We're not going to get the big weapons update. That'd be a good way to piecemeal it, you know? Yeah, that's, I just think they... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, to, to, to backtrack just a little bit, I, some of you guys are experts in misunderstanding the point that I'm making, okay? When a team is working on Season of Arrivals... And there hasn't been a definitive decision made about sunsetting, okay? They're making decisions based on the existing game. They can't make decisions based on a potential future decision that hasn't been made yet, okay? You guys are acting like I'm justifying not telling project leads what's going on. 
the season of arrivals was in development for such a long time so by the time that sunsetting info got dropped season of arrivals was done they announced sunsetting a long time ago again you got the timeline all wrong and you're incorrect sunsetting was hinted at in a director's cut by luke smith early this year and he said they were thinking of ways to implement it at that point in time most of arrivals is already being built or is in process of being built when they dropped the details of how sunsetting would work arrivals is virtually all but finished and they add it as an infusion update to gear delivered in the summer so again you're missing the point i'm not defending not telling leads information what i'm saying is is when a system-wide change is being made and it hasn't been made yet there is literally no way you can expect the team working on the summer project to be like let's not do anything until they decide that's stupid they have to go forward with their development and build it and then by the time the actual decision comes down so much of the summer is already built you're making it sound like it takes uh, a team of 20 people in two months to change a perk pool. Did you... It, 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 I'm not saying that's how long it takes. What I'm saying is they didn't have the ability at that point in time to course correct. The minute they said this, the minute you adjust a gun's perk pool, it has to go through an entire process of testing and balancing and tweaking. That's why we didn't get random rolls on EP weapons. They said that. They said all those weapons would have to be tested. They can't just throw random rolls on the weapon. They have a process so the gun doesn't drop in the game and is broken. So I... Again, I'm conceding that good fan service would have been to say, if you have an existing gnawing hunger, we're updating, we're updating its infusion number. That would have been good fan service. But to expect the team that worked on the summer the summer season to know that this, this, is, this is how it was going to come down... They do parallel development. Go read his first director's cut about about parallel development. They're placing, as he said, multiple bets at the same time. A team is working on Reckoning at the same time a team is working on, you know, the Black Armory Forges. At the same time a team is working on Menagerie. They're, they're all working at the exact same time. And obviously Summer took it on the chin because Sunsetting got shoved into their season. They're like, ah, pfft, well, we, we had all these weapons selected and now they're going to have different now they're going to have different infusion numbers do you see like i get it i get it the gnawing hunger frustrated people i'm trying to give you a glimpse into development cycles that could lead to something like this happen it's not just them being stupid or lazy so sorry what were you gonna say nagi uh yeah i think the gnawing hunger is a weird um weird case um i think um the department that planned the arrival season probably had a vision already and set up their plans on how they they're going to develop it and then the new um sunsetting uh then they um decided to do sunsetting and they couldn't just change all their plans and you waste basically all the time to plan again for the new sunsetting rule to apply to that season as well yeah yeah, I, um, I, I don't know if Benjamin Pingle is here. I feel really bad. An hour ago, he became a new member. I am so sorry. I hope you're still here. Okay, sorry. Did you have something else? Um, coming back to the Adept weapons rolling out first uh, with a new weapon system. I think Bungie has just uh, changed their philosophy, and they want to first, um, they want to release a new system in steps, basically, 
So first, like I said, with the stasis subclasses, they want to do it first on them and then see how the community reacts and then do it um, with the other ones after they improved the system. I think that's what they want to do with the, adept, uh, the new weapon system if they do it with the adept weapons. Yeah, it's very possible. And maybe that's why they're not doing adept weapons and strikes now. They're doing it later. They're going to slowly trickle it out into other pieces of the game. You might be right. That could be a... Instead of swinging a huge blunt axe, just wham, you know, armor 2.0, and then look at all the problems we've been kind of trying to wrestle to the ground with armor 2.0, with affinity and too many mods, and the the, the armor 2.0 system still has got a lot of things I think that needs tweaked about it. They might not have to do that if they piecemeal update the weapon system. So I, that's that's certainly a possibility. I would actually be in favor of that because. I want the weapon system to be... I want it done right. I don't want it to be messy, because I feel like Armor 2.0 is a little messy. Yeah, and uh, I want to end my part by saying... uh, Likely uh, uh, mentioned that uh, I was not um, talking about uh, Lightly specifically when I was saying it was disrespectful, but uh, everybody who only talks about Bungie or their work in a negative negative way not anything anybody specifically i think yeah um we can criticize people but we can have a healthy discussion in the same way yeah yeah i agree i knew you didn't have him in mind it just was timed right after him like and he was one of the people that had said that so it's yeah, totally said, it's totally I said fine. I wanted uh, I wanted to uh, go after him just because he, uh, he wanted to talk about why he's unhappy um, but um, yeah yeah that's totally fine well thanks for calling in we are a little over an hour so I'm going to cut it there and everybody that called in today thank you for your thoughts for your comments if you're like man that'd be fun to call in and talk to Lono live about these subjects you can click join right now we have a join button or type exclamation point join you can pick the VIP tier VIPs can do call ins like this they get early access to Q&A through the discord like the night before and then they can also be a part of VIP fight nights Um, even if you're just a tier 1 member you still get early access to Q&A because you can submit questions before I even go live that's another perk of just being a tier one member as well as watch parties and all sorts of other great things in the discord so if you're here live right now the free way to support me is to click subscribe and the bell button totally free to do that also feel free to smash the like button we always love to see the like count roll over Uh, and as always if you're watching or listening elsewhere please like share and subscribe